Globin Globus Theater. The Globin Globi Globies. Globin Globites. Wow. So much to do today. So much to cover. But what's wrong with taking the back streets? You never know if you don't go. You never shine if you don't glow. Beautiful words from a beautiful man. I think he's a trumper. Don't follow that guy. Anyways, Murray. I got... I got we talked last week about how Dune was so inspiring. Lynch did such a good job of wanting to bring you into the world of Dune. I spent all of last Sunday talking about Dune with my good buddy Dave. And he brought up one thing. Dennis Villanueva said, I'm not taking anything from David Lynch's Dune. I'm reading the book and I'm doing it to the book. And you know what he fucked up? He stole it straight out of Lynch's Dune. Harkon, uh, Baron Harkonnen, Harkonnen, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Harkonnen, that's it. He's not supposed to float. All his, like, he has special, uh, like, machinery to help him walk because he's so fat that his, his weight would buckle his knees. So he walks, but there's these contraptions that help him not... You should be jumping in on this, Murray. What the fuck's wrong with you? You're just staring out into space. Are you okay? I didn't want to talk about this. And, you know, I like to keep our off-the-mic off stuff private, but I think I was the victim of an assassination attempt this week, Griff. Uh, well, you know yeah. how I uncovered Big Sandwich's plot through Dune? Right. That Subway is trying to take over the world by stopping Quiznos. <laughs> Yes, I remember this. And everybody's talking about it. Everyone's like, why aren't you doing Dune? Fuck this Villanueva guy. Yeah. You guys get Frank, what Frank Herbert was talking about. I was getting picked. People were sending me pictures of what used to be Quiznos. You can tell, like, the, the, uh, the faded sign is there, and it's being replaced with, like, hand-drawn subway signs. Like, it's... Look, this is... Uh, Tuesday night. I'm getting ready for bed. I'm having my normal Quizno sub right before bed. Right. Because you know nothing settles the stomach better than a nice Quiznos Italian sub. Italian. Okay. It was, this night it was Italian. This <laughs> It was Italian. I and mean, so I'm just finishing it off, and I'm ready to sleep the sleep of you know the, the pure and innocent. The kings. Yes. The kings of investigative just, journalist podcast. I just start feeling this pain in my stomach. And then it was just, I had the, I was like, I feel like I was going to puke. And fucking, it was like fucking food poisoning. And I'm like, there's no way I can get food poisoning from Quiznos. It's the perfect sandwich. Yeah. So I think big, I think they sent a hunter seeker full of tainted mayo. And it just squirted it on my sandwich when I wasn't looking. Wait, is there mayo on an Italian sandwich? I think there is. I don't think there is, sir. I think there is. Okay. There, is not, there was on mine. <laughs> Maybe I should have noticed it. You probably should have noticed. But uh, I felt, oh my, I mean, you know there's no worse feeling than feeling like you got to throw up. Yeah. And there's no better feeling than throwing up right yes. after you. I understand why women are bulimic because it, you feel that real. I'm just saying. I'm not condoning it. I'm understanding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, I finally threw up. Barely, I, I fuck. It was a word. I threw up in the sink, dude. Cause I couldn't even make it to the toilet. Oh god! Fortunately, it wasn't a lot. Yeah, yeah. most of it came out the other end. Oh boy. But uh, yeah, and I'm like, they tried to kill me because this it goes deeper than just. You're, it's not just Subway Griff. It's a big sandwich. It's Jimmy John's. It's Firehouse. It's Jersey Mike's. What? All it's of even, them? It's even 
Detroit's own tubbies. They're tubbies. involved. Submarines? They all want to shut down Quiznos. Holy shit. But I survived. I drank some of the water of life. Turns, oh. turns out it's mixed berry Powerade. Oh, shit. No, really? Yeah. I was the first, I'm the first man ever survived. Maybe I'm the Quiznos Duke to Hazarod. You, you Maybe be. I am. I'm just saying. You should consult. I'm humble, but I'm saying maybe you, I am the savior of the world. You should consult your local mentat. I, I do. I need to. Who's my, who's my local men's at? I don't know. It's up to you and your doctor. That's a HIPAA violation who, for who me to ask you. Who do we know as giant eyebrows? <laughs> Does Scott have big eyebrows? I He's got big chops. No, no. Oh, Dennis. Dennis would be. Dennis. There we go. Because he, he, he eats the spice every fucking day. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got the spice so, all yeah, over him. Um, I barely survived. You guys are lucky I'm even here tonight. And it was right. It was, it was on the eve of us dropping the Dune things. You know, it was too coincidental. For too that. coincidental. Really? Because they wanted, because they, they knew you would. If I died, you would be so distraught, you would not put that up. I would put up three hours of me sobbing, and that wouldn't, that would do nothing to stop it w- them. It wouldn't, that yeah. wouldn't have gotten the message out. But we got the message out. Now you guys get it. Yeah. So be careful when you go to a subway. Make sure. Don't or go not, to excuse a subway. me. Excuse me. When you go to a Quiznos, just make if sure you can find one. Yeah, if you <laughs> make sure. I don't know where even one's at. Make, I don't know where I got mine. Maybe that's why I got tainted. I just assume, and it's Quiznos rapper, and I just assumed it was look, Quiznos. Murray, we got to be honest here. You're getting older. You need to stop going out at night because the Quiznos you're looking for aren't there anymore. So you probably just let intuition take over. You're like, oh, that's a Quiznos. You probably smelled a grilly kind of smell and smell. Yeah. That's all right. Because, Murray, I think, I think you're happier today yeah. because well, I'm alive. we're I'm recording happier. on a Sunday and yeah. a miracle has happened. That I missed. Yeah. That you missed because you were too crumbly <laughs> about the same old Lions. Right. The Lions I won the first. I was Ethan Crumbly. Is that the name of that kid that, that shot up the school? Yeah. Oh, no. God damn it. That was. How did I fucking do that? Oh, God. We fun, a... Not so fun fact. I live like 15 miles away, uh, 15 minutes away from where that school shooting happened. That's fucking crazy, man. And I, what blew my mind about it was how big that fucking high school was. Oxford is a little podunk town. Yes, it is. And it's huge fucking high school. They must have, like, well, it's, it's all it is. I'm like fucking Jon Snow. I live right on the edge of civilization. You yeah. go north of me, it's all podunk towns. Yes, yes. Kid Rock. It's Appalachia, Nate, basically. Kid Rock. North, Northern Appalachia. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was weird. I hear, I hear that kid was heavily inspired by Kid Rock's new song. The one about snowflakes or something like that? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's well, what I was Ain't no one gonna I tell me how to it. live my life. I, if I was him, that would be my defense. Yeah. They both look like, like the parents and the kid look like podunk people, too. Yeah, because they are. Yeah. Because they live in Oxford. Yeah. Which sucks. Did you hear they tried to flee to Canada? I heard they were trying to flee, yeah. Do you, well, well they, they were bailing on their kid. They yeah, their they kid bailed the on their kid. They tried to go to Canada, and they were denied because... COVID didn't have vaccines? They didn't have vaccines. So they almost got out of the country. The the least perfect crime. Yeah, they almost got out of the country, but because they decided not to get vaccinated, they got turned around. There you go. So, exciting day. Lions win. We got horrible people in Michigan doing some horrible things. Big run-hide fight fans, apparently. Wait, that wouldn't be. That's the opposite. Murray, I got more good news. Well, I won $30, Sam. Football. Just keep it it coming in. really... What is it because of, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? J.B. Smooth, whatever, his commercials? I don't go to that one. I go to Greek Town because it's our local one. Mm. Not that I have to go there, but yeah, like I'm doing good. I th- My only fuck up yesterday was uh, betting against Nick Saban. Never bet against Nick I, Saban. I have, I have a prediction. One of these days I'm going to come here and Griff will have 
pawned all our equipment because he's addicted to gambling. <laughs> this isn't a good sign. I don't like this. I don't like you gambling. Look, 15 bucks. That's, yeah, that's where it starts. On two games. Uh, yeah. And then you got a system. And then, and then your system. And then you're in front of me at the gas station buying lottery tickets. And I'm watching get my I'm going to be schlocking off like uh, meatballs from Quiznos or something. Be like, no, this is the good stuff. It's got the spice in it. No, I, 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 won, I won $30 today. These are low stakes. These are the penny machines that I'm playing. It just makes it yeah. fun to watch. Murray, Friday, I saw what people like to argue is the greatest action uh, Christmas movie of all time on the big screen. Die Hard. Saw Die Hard. Uh, Bruce Willis is insufferable in that movie. But at least he's blue collar. And all the white collar, like FBI, police officers, they all fucking suck. Police, collar, police guys aren't white collar. They, they, they literally have blue collars. I'm saying like the suits. Oh. You know, the guys who would come in and try to lead the thing. Yeah. So, you know, that, know they're doing. that was amusing. You had the coke fiend. That guy was great. And then, of course, you have the most beautiful man in the world. I haven't. I don't know if Bruce I've Willis? ever seen him on the big screen. No, Bruce Willis. Fuck that. Al Young. That's right. He's one of the goons. Holy shit. He got a round of applause. He gets, what's he get, like a Snickers or something? He yeah, he get, when he starts going, at, well, the, the candy bar actually transforms because he's got the Drago hand skills. So he's eating a crunch, and then they cut away and back to him, and now he's got a whatchamacallit. I was like, Billy, or a fuck, well, I thought he was Billy Drago because of his slight well, of hand maybe abilities. he just ate two candy bars at once. He had one in each hand. I didn't see a single whatchamacallit in that fucking register. <laughs> okay. So, Elyon, great fucking movie. They ruined the movie for me. Fuck that movie. I liked it, but not anymore. Why? Because he ate a bunch of No continuity. Oh, no continuity. No. Mm, fuck it. I don't want to argue about I, I didn't know that until you pointed it out, so I'm blaming you. I want to talk about today's Speaking movie. Speaking of no continuity. Yes. New York Ninja. You guys have been waiting with bated breath since I let you know about it a couple months ago. I told you it's on our radar. We're going to do it. And now we're going to do it today. <laughs> the story behind New York Ninja is John Liu, the star, writer, and director of this movie. One, he was in a lot of like uh, the classic Shaw Brother type, you know, Kung Fu movies, Hong yeah. Kong movies. And he wanted to break into America. Yeah. So I said, this is my chance. I'm going to write this movie. I'm, yeah, I'm going to set it in New York, obviously, New York Ninja. Yeah. And I'm going to take the America by storm. The, around the same time Jackie Chan first tried to get into American oh, markets. Because he was in Cannonball Run. Okay. And it failed. It took took probably 15 more years for Jackie Chan to finally break Did that have multiple names? New York Cop or something? I thought, I thought he had another one. Maybe it was like his first big one. I've been seeing it pop up here and there for some reason. Anyway, so he films this movie. And then somewhere along the lines, like the company backing it goes out of business or whatever. Movie never gets finished. It's just raw footage. There's no, you know, nothing got edited. Nothing. It's like four hours of just raw footage. And I guess he was disheartened. He went back to Hong Kong. Now, apparently, the people that put this DVD out. Um, Vinegar Syndrome. Vinegar Syndrome, like, who are, I guess, most famous for putting out 70s porn. That seems to be their big Really? Band. And, of course, our Blu-ray movies. And, uh... Much too, much too expensive, by the way. They're, they're, the DVDs are too expensive. Yeah, they are. But when they do, they have great packaging. I'll give them that. Yeah, I mean, when, but they when, need to lower the price. When someone's releasing a Blu-ray of one of the greatest movies of all time, you spend the premium right. price. And I did it for this one. So don't say we don't do anything for you because I spent the premium price to get New York Ninja. Well, you know what else they put out? I know. Get to heaven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
um, so the company goes out of business, and then like years later, um, well, I forgot to say, John Lewis is disheartened. He he now he's they, they tried to get a hold of him to like work with us, like because they they don't nobody has a script or anything because the sound got lost in the process. I don't know if it deteriorates or whatever, but they, this movie had no sound. Yeah. So they wanted to like get in touch with him and put the movie together, and he's in, living in Vietnam right now in like a hut somewhere way out in the boonies. And it was like they had like a go between. Like somebody's like, I know John Lou and I can get a hold of him. And then he's like, he, like months later, he's like, no, he wants nothing to do with it. That's incredible, he, man. He wants nothing to do with it. It's such a bummer. Like this movie, just just based on what uh, scenes we get to see and everything. Obviously, we have modern stuff happening here with the audio being done. Which I love because it seemed like they got vintage equipment to do it. It doesn't sound super digital. It sounds like they filmed, you know, they did the audio later in like, you know, the 80s or something. Like yeah. it didn't sound super high, high tech and all that. So I really like that. It seemed like John shot this gorilla style on the streets of New York. I would believe so, yeah. I There's so many cool, like, I really like that. Seeing all the street shots and everything, it seems like everything's moving around them. You can very tell busy. It's, it's, it's 84 because you see them working on Statue of Liberty for the 100th anniversary, which was in 86. Oh, you see yeah. All the, you see all the, the scaffolding around it. Right. Much like in Rima Williams, you saw the scaffolding That's around right. it. That's right. Oh, man. So, you know, this is an abatement switch. This It really did. It filmed at this time. And it, it helped that in 84 and New York in that time Murray of course has the population just churning up in his New brain New York right now. had I think and remember this, New York's the metro, biggest city in America it had probably 100,000 people in it oh 100,000 in 84 yeah okay but so cut to 30 over 40, 35 years later Vinegar Syndrome buys like the, the movie this, like this company's movies that they all had they didn't even know this any, obviously they didn't know this movie existed it never came out it was just raw footage so one of the guys going through it, it's like, this looks fucking amazing. He's just like looking at the negatives or whatever. And he's just like, what is this? Yeah. And then he like investigates and he finds out, yeah, it was just this movie that never got released. And he's like, I have to release this fucking movie. It looks too fucking great. And I, and I want to give kudos to these guys because the instinct nowadays is like, these movies were goofy, so we're going to goof on them. We're yeah. going to do Kung Pao is what we're going to do. Uh, I immediately, when I first started watching this, I'm like, thank God this didn't fall in the hands. And look, I love these people, but I'm so glad, like, as far as I know, nobody's did, like, the audio, and you know, put the script together, essentially. Because I immediately was like, I can just imagine a Patton Oswalt or the new people who are doing the MST3K. I'm surprised they didn't get their hand on it, and they would have made well, it. Yeah, they didn't they would have made it a big sloppy joke instead right. of like these people who try to keep it. Like they they didn't go as ridiculous as they go in the 80s with some of the slurs they would throw around. But it's yeah. like they did a really good job of keeping it a little cleaner without making it feel like a big spoof. Yeah. So the guy who I guess technically directed it. He was like he went to like the vinegar syndrome people and says, I think we got something here. Can you give me some money? And they gave him a little bit of money to finish it. Hmm. So he like went through it. So like I said, there's no fucking audio. There's no script. So he has no idea what he's seeing. And obviously it's, it wasn't I am sure it wasn't it wasn't shot in order, so you're just seeing scenes. And he's like he he watched it, he picked out the scenes. I think there's like four hours worth of footage. He made it in yeah. perfect ninety minute movie. He knows He knows what to audience. do. This guy listens. And he's just like, Okay, I'm just gonna pick the best scenes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to create he wrote his own script around this. Yeah. 
And he was like, you know, I could have like hired a lip reader, but I was just gonna yeah. ask you that. And he's just like, no, because you know, I just it. it He's like, because if he doesn't know the story, how's he? It's not going to make sense still. Because it, it would have been interesting for just like a few scenes if he did it. But I think they did. There's some that look like they are saying what they're. Yeah, no, it's saying. like some of them you can kind of tell what they were saying. What's really interesting for me was like all the scenes where the backs are turned when you can't see any mouth, and they're just like they're trying to piece it together. Because there's like a scene when uh, Pluto is on the phone. And it's like you don't know what he's saying. He's not. You're not seeing his mouth. You're just seeing the outside of a phone booth. You're seeing the people listening to. Yeah. Him. So you're just like, yeah, I, I like that. So yeah. So he he wrote his own script, put it together, ninety minutes. He hired a bunch of cl- people from you know classic movies we talk about to do the voices of the characters. Don the Dragon Wilson does John Lou's character, which oh. we've never done a Don the Dragon. We need to delve into his world. We need to do a whole month of like Shaw or martial arts or something. And you know, Cynthia Rothrock's a character. How was she? And uh fucking too sweet. Lean uh Isaac Kennedy, the Midnight Thought, he's in it. Oh nice. Uh, not the Midnight Thought, but too sweet. Oh okay, uh, okay. Our man, Michael Behrman, which if you're a fan of our show, you know the story our buddy Mike had with Michael Behrman in a bathroom. If not, not, you got to go check out. I think it was in our first Schlocktober. I don't remember what episode it was. Yeah, that's tough. Maybe Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Maybe Howling 2. It's tough because we had Mike on quite a few times. Or is that the – either way. It's it's on one of those Mike episodes. Yeah, Mike and Michael Behrman. It's a a story for the ages. (laughs) It's a story for the ages. So, yeah, so they did everything right because the guys were like, look, we could goof on it or we could make the movie they wanted to make, the best version of the movie that we could come up with. Right. And I think, and I got to give – I think they did it. I'm I, giving no, it up to them. This movie is one of those movies that I think anybody would enjoy. I think it's a very fun movie. And I think knowing just that little bit of history will make it even more entertaining. Right. But, I wouldn't put it on the level of a Samurai Cop no. or a Gatevin, but it's in that realm. It's, no. It's it's got so much good shit going for it. I mean, we got to get. I it. would have loved to have seen the the, the original John Lou version. Yeah, hundred percent. I would have I liked mean, to seen if there was more Pluto Man in his shit because right. every time he was on screen, that guy was killing it. Right. So I, I mean, there's obviously a lot we'll get into. I you would think this movie's gonna go fast because there, you know, how it's spaced out. But I think we're just gonna end up getting caught up talking about some of the shit. I did. Four pages of notes on this movie. Holy shit. I did more than fucking Dune, which was two and a half hours. Because everything stands out in this movie. Right, and we're going to point it out as we go through. This might be a catheter episode, guys, so get them out, clean it up, (laughs) insert. All right, we're going to go right to the trailer. So the, 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 the question is, can you make a 1980s style action movie in 2021? Find out on the other side of this trailer. Abductions of young women are still being reported. Another woman with mysterious radiation burns has been discovered. We're going to have a baby. Oh, my God. I can't believe that John's wife was murdered. You have to try and pull yourself together. This city owes me. Well, what's that? Justice. Why won't anyone do anything? We are strong on crime, and together we have the power. This is a big city. We're doing what we can. What? 
tell the others I'm coming for them. I need you to help me. I would, but I want them dead. Crime has remained at an all-time low thanks to Ninja Fever. We're going live with this. These men murdered her because of what she saw. <laughs> it's linked to these abductions. There's something weighing us down. It's that damn ninja. <laughs> New York ninja's a real hero. New York, 1984. Crime is at an all-time high. Gangs of drugged-out punks roam the streets preying on the innocent. A rash of kidnappings involving young women has gripped the city with fear. The citizens of New York are fed up. The city needs hope. Whew. There's a little bit more of that crawl and everything, but I just got the, I just got the good chunk of it there. It's beautiful. We're getting really set up here for some nice 90-minute action film. It's, and- per- it's like it's that classic Warriors era in New York, but there's graffiti on every fucking surface. Everything. And again, none of, nothing is staged here. It's no. gorilla shot. Yeah. So they're just using all the backdrops that they could, and it, it works out great. I was waiting to see Trash in the background, just riding his motorcycle. But yeah, no, yes, no. that would have been Laser did. Well, I forgot to point out. They did send us a laser disc. They know we will only review laser discs. I true. said, I don't want I don't care about your fucking Blu-ray. Laser disc, please. Vinegar and syndrome. They know us. They By have the way, when are we address. gonna start you, you know our buddy Joe Corey gets like screeners? When are we getting screeners for the movies we do? Because you know damn well after this this episode comes out, they're gonna sell out of this fucking movie. Well, we probably have to stop telling them they charge too much. <laughs> you know? Well, they do. That's why they need to give it to us for free. <laughs> Anyways, John comes up and he's got a great gift, and I, I'm gonna assure you, his wife is not gonna ask him how much it cost. She's gonna accept it. John, played by John the Dra- John the I've, voice. I, I, I fucked up. It's Don the Dragon Wilson. I put John in the notes. Don <laughs> the Dragon Wilson. His wife Nita, played by porn star Ginger Lynn Allen. Oh. Who? Uh, fun fact about her, and I'll put the term allegedly, even though it's true. She has a kid. I, I know it's like I know from a friend of a friend. She has a kid with Char, Charlie Sheen that Martin Sheen paid for. Like, do not let anybody know he's got a kid with a porn star. Really? I mean, she, the kid's probably like thirty now. This is like back in the fucking like eighties or nineties, right? But yeah, so he's a love child. Charlie Sheen has a love child out there. And so, John, I I don't know if this is part of his coming to America or something. He doesn't understand what to buy a woman, so he gets her a wrestling belt. Yeah, it looked like a little wrestling belt. It's a little wrestling belt. It was like a woman's wrestling belt. Yeah, you know, it does. It's not the giant one. It's just smaller, and you know, you wear it on you know over a skirt or something. But she loves it because they're in love. They're married, Griff. Yeah, he wants a green card. No, (laughs) he uh, and and I can I just say. The facials on John Liu, they're fucking amazing. He's so excited. We don't even need audio. Like, it's going to have been a silent movie because of the expressiveness of his face. Right. And I was going to bring this up at the top, but, you know, this is a good place to bring it up, too. It's like he already knows what his wife's big secret's about because she's like, oh, I got a great gift for you. I can't wait to tell you. And then they kiss, and he's, they're, they're like, we got to go back to business? They're yeah, like, they're like they're meeting on their lunch hour. Yeah. yeah. And so they both part ways, and uh, she turns him around. I love you. And he's like, I love you. And he reaches out, and then she's like, I can't wait any longer. I'm pregnant. What? And, and then the greatest facials you've ever seen. So wonderful. That's great. That is so great. 
it was this facials, the expressions, everything. And I'm pretty sure he already knew what was happening because if you look back, he is wearing dad clothes already. He's got a dad sweater on. He's got he's his dad white. jeans on, and he's got new balances on. Yeah. He knew what this news was going to be. Right. All right? And I, I'm going to tell you now, when things happen, suddenly his wardrobe changes. I thought it just stays white through the whole No, night. it okay. changes. <laughs> so then they go, well, we got to get back to work, but you know, I'll see you later on. We're going to celebrate. Yep. And they part ways. And then Nita's getting ready to go like on the subway. If this was the Marvel cut, you would follow her to her office where she is the top CEO of a you know, giant corporation. Right. And Nina gets a little bit shorter. Or ne- Nita? Nita. She gets a little bit shorter of a story arc here. Yeah, well, she passes by a guy named Cufflinks. we got to point out, all the goons in this movie are superb. 110% effort went into this. Imagine the fucking village people gang from Revenge of the Ninja times 100. Oh, my God. This is, uh, I believe they call it Stone Soup and everybody brings something to, to the right. party. That's what every one of these extras did. They all brought some amazing, unique element to this right. movie because you know like we were saying this is guerrilla style see they probably didn't even get paid to be in this movie right so they, they were probably like john lewis was like look we don't have wardrobe obviously go home create your character just yes. go crazy and oh. they and they fucking did and it's a fucking amazing i off the top of your head can you think of your favorite so there's, many. A, there's a standout for me. The guy who had the beanie hat on pulled all the way down, and then he cut eye holes Yeah, in he it. was like Dumb Donald from Fat Albert. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking amazing. Well, then there was like the guy who was the Invisible Man. He had like gauze around his face and sunglasses. Yes. And then there was a guy that had the fucking, I don't know what it's called, but it's like it's like the kendo stick version of fencing, the mask. Yes, that was like a samurai mask. Oh, no, that was the kendo mask. You're right. Yeah. He had, the, like, the headdress the and mask, everything. Yeah, like the cage yeah, kind of the and front. it had the... Bl- yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're There's just about. so many. And, I mean, it's just like... It's too hard, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody, literally. The, the dude wearing the swim goggles. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy with ski goggles. That guy just like came every- off the Devo set. You know, yeah, he's I, one of the spuds. I mean, everybody's just fucking great. You're going to stare at the background of this movie. You don't need to watch the movie to stare at the background character. It's so cool because you're not just looking at what's on screen. There's all the backgrounds. There's all the New York shots. There's all the gorilla. It's so fucking cool. So this character, Cufflinks, who's the main goon. Who procures these women? Because like we said in the opening crawl, women are being kidnapped. Yes, and he's got he's got like an eight by ten. Like he's just like he's got all he's like apparently it's whoever wants these women. It's specific types. Like I want this, this, and this. So you're saying the connection to studs goes back to the eighties? Yeah. So they were kidnapped. Well, I guess it's I guess it's the opposite where they were capturing women, but right. So he's like just looking at this eight by ten, and then Nita walks by. And then we see, like, these two guys struggling with a woman. Like, I think they're coming out of, like, the subway. They're like, coming out of the subway. And she notices it. You know, I, this, and this, this, this uh, movie is predictive of the future. You notice almost everybody would rather film people being abused than a, a help at all. 100%. A call for help. There's multiple That's people. That's the theme of the movie. And this is back in the day when you don't have a camera in your pocket. There no. just happened to be <laughs> cameramen driving around. And they were like, hey, is that a mugging over there? I think that woman's a... What? Film it. Oh, film it. Yeah. Don't intervene. No. Film it. You know, this is like, it's almost like this movie was made for 2021. For real. So she, brave woman that she is, even though she's a, she's a tough-talking business lady, she takes no guff from men, yep. she's just like, excuse me, 
I think that woman would like to be let go. I believe I can see struggle in her eyes, and she would like to run away. I think you should let her go. And then Cufflinks, who's got the classic, like, uh, mafia guy, hey there, get out of here, lady. Yeah. And then he, he does some amazing hand acting with the knife. So good. So good. And he runs his ne- uh, knife across her neck, yes. slits her throat, <laughs> and then Nita does an amazing job. She's rolling down the staircase. Everybody's, like, acting at 100%. And I love this shot, too, because they shot it through the rails of the staircase, so you're watching her just descend down There's the stairs. There's some great shots in this movie. 100%. Like, yeah. this is such a fascinating watch. Right. And uh, so, yeah, she's rolling down the stairs, and then, like, she gets down there, and she has, like, one last grasp, or gasp, and she opens her hand, and, you know, there's blood all over, but she has a cufflink in her hand. Well, no! Then he does these, like, like well, moves. Well, no, it's yeah. not over yeah. yet. Yeah. He pulls out a knife, and then does... Oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> and then does, like, a kata with the knife, yes. like, hand move, straight out of Billy Drago's school of hand acting. Everybody had to watch Billy Drago before <laughs> acting right. in this movie. And Be- this... Throws a knife at her, hits her in the heart, and we get a nice like bumper sticker that says, I love New York, right next to her dying body. Oh. And then we just fade away. So, of course, we're going to have to, you know, we know John's going to be devastated by the news, and we hear it through some of his friends, actually. Well, his co-workers. We got, oh, co-workers? Yeah, these were the people that worked at the, because John is a sound guy for, like, a, like a That's news. what he does. Yeah. I never even once thought about what he did. Well, you saw him. He was, like, right next to a cameraman just twisting knobs on a little box. Oh, I. Yeah. He was a sound guy. I did not realize that. I think he had headphones on, too. <laughs> did he have a little trucker's cap like no, the, the sound guys from Dune? No. <laughs> the Atreides? So we meet we meet Randy and Jack. Randy is a television reporter that he covers. He, he does the sound for. Jack's her cameraman. And then we meet I don't, the boss. He never gets... Because we see a chopper land. The boss apparently flies exclusively in a chopper. Let's call him JJ. He kind of gave me a JJ vibe. <laughs> like a little J- bit. Like J. Jonah Jameson? Uh, yeah, sure. And they they meet up, and they're like, did they so they knew about what happened to Nita? Yeah, they knew. They were like, we got to go comfort him. He's going to be having a hard time. I know where he's going to be uh, on his rooftop. Everyone's <laughs> hanging out on rooftops in this right. movie because he's they're going to celebrate. He's got the balloons, very much loving New York because it's the balloon say "I love New York" on them. Um, they were yep. hand like drawing the marker. Yep, he's got a. Uh, I guess and this has happened sometimes. You you you, you don't have the fucking. Uh, wrapping paper you need. So he's got birthday wrapping paper on a thing for her. Like we're having a baby. I, I was gonna say yeah. like all the all the the, the, the tablecloth and everything was the plastic party one for kids and all that. Not and the greatest spread. So he's been there for a couple hours. Like where's Nina? She's like blowing me off. What's what's going on? Oh, here? I thought he already knew because I thought he was sobbing here. No, I thought I thought uh, no. Uh, Randy comes in and tells him, doesn't? Oh, he? I thought he already knew because I just remember him sobbing. But anyways, let's go ahead. Just push forward. He might. Well, all I know is he. he I, you, might, you might be right. I think he did know because he, he he's like, oh my god, the facials from John Lou. He's just like anguish, and then he gets up and then just fucking chop kicks the fucking table in half. Yeah, this happens. So here's what I remember happening. And let's see if you want to go along with this. I remember him staring at photos of her, and then he starts shrieking out, Why? Well, he was going to give her a photo of them together. It was, that was, he opened the fucking present. Oh, Randy. No, he was going to give Nita a, pre- oh, a picture oh, okay. of himself and her. Because I know Randy comes in and sees yes. him in distress, and that's when she's like, Hey, I mean, 
now that your wife's out of the picture, we can fuck. And she's got this hair that's creeping me it, out. Yeah, it was a wig. And it was ma- a wig. And okay. they made her wear the wig because she had dark hair. And the guy was like, no, we have to have, you have to have blonde hair. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. It looked and really it, yeah, weird. It was Samurai Cop level. But. It, <laughs> yes, it was. And so she makes it very clear that she's here for him. She grabs some of his cakes, grabs a little bit of the cock, too. And yeah, but, like, yeah, before that, that's when he destroys everything. So he destroys everything, and then she walks in. Because he's, he's just like, fucking, oh, he did he's in the okay. fertile position at this time. Oh, he's in the fertile crying, position. Crying. Oh. And then she comes to comfort him because he's destroyed everything. Okay. That and, kick to the table was impressive. Yeah. He dropped the Well, he did the in slow motion, so yeah. No, yeah. And he's like, why? Almost like, no! They stingray call back. They should have had him do the voice. Dude, I was getting a little bit a little, slighter, but uh, Rat Tail, he kind of had the stingray look for me, but not quite enough. He's just and then, he's too small. Like you said, she's like ready to move in because John's a catch, man. I he's mean, got great hair. He's got amazing Rockstar hair. Rockstar hair. He's got Rockstar hair. We were talking about Kyle McLaughlin's last week. This is might be better. The, mm, I wouldn't say that, but okay. it's still good. All right, Griff doesn't like Asian people's hair. <laughs> and then so she like yeah moves in and he's 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 he's, he's He's, he's in another spot. world. Yeah, he's too So spot. she, she's like, I'm here if you need me. Yeah, you can move into my apartment. I'm going to move into the attic of my apartment. And then he grabs a glass from that photo he broke and starts grinding them in his fist. He's got a last letter from Nita there. And it's like, hey, honey, bo- honey, boo, I, I love you. Yeah, that was all it was. It was like, yeah, he had like a little card. It's like, I love you. That would have been really hard because, I mean, they had a makeup, but they, they decided to keep it very simple. And then they reveal he was going to give her some samurai swords for a, a, for a pregnancy. Maybe she was Baby shower? That was called it. Yeah, I, baby I, shower? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's going to give her some samurai swords. So he pulls. Excuse me, katanas. He pulls them out and he starts cutting his hand on the one. No, he just holds them up. He just oh, he holds just, oh that's, that's later he. Cuts his hand and then out. we just cut away, and we're like, "Oh my god, this is the worst!" All right, and so now we're in like tra- this is we're in like trash's domain. We're by the water, by the river, right. and we just got some dirt trails and everything. Guy playing drums on a fucking dude, plastic. There's <laughs> a drum kit. The stairs playing the drum. I, god, that's such a fuck. I I miss that scene. And so the, yeah, we just got a limo doing donuts out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Guys, like, can you do donuts? Yeah, do them. He's just fun. And then he hits his mark. He pulls it up. It's like a Cadillac limousine. Yeah. And then we. This is where we see our main villain, the plutonium killer. We don't know he's a killer right now. We just know he's a weirdo. Yeah. Because he's wearing some. It's like the fucking shades that Bono wore on the one of the tours. I if only we had Pigeon with us right now. He could tell me exact yeah. tour because they're like cover completely covers it. They're like welders. Glasses. Welders glasses exactly. Yeah. Because they, they had the side blockers on there and everything to keep... And this guy, there. this actor, looks so much like another favorite Shades-wearing actor we like. Shades from Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I had to look it up. I was like, is that fucking Shades? Just older. Yes. Yeah. And darker hair. He had dark darker, hair. Shades yeah. blonde. He's... No, it's not. He's amazingly separated at birth guy. Right. And he's loading... He's got this little weapon. It's a. It's basically it's a ballpoint pen with a clicker. You click it out. But he, he modified... He MacGyvered it. Yes, he did. And now it can shoot little needles of poison. Incredible speed here. We're, this is crazy. And he's deadly accurate, and they do such a good job of letting us know because a fly buzzes by, and he, sh- he pins it to the seat. Right. So we know, we know this is a deadly weapon. But not only is, is Plutonium Killer amazing, his driver, Rattail, might be even more amazing. Oh, my God. These two. Dream Team. 
guy, as, as, as his name tells you, he has a long ass rat tail, which was was I don't know why, but it was popular in the eighties at that at that time. I never had one, thank God. I was I was stupid, but he. Is in lo- the only thing he loves more than his cane because he has a cane with like a wolf's head like yeah. tip, and he rubs his face with it. In this scene, we're just seeing we're looking into the uh, to the limo. He's the driver, of course, and he is just rubbing <laughs> up and down on each side. It's it's as it's ugh. it's as as if as if God fucking damn. <laughs> It's like he's trying to shave his face with it. He's rubbing it all over. It's amazing. There's so many great artistic choices from these people. Every one of them. It's like they knew they weren't going to have uh, dialogue, you know. Right. So they were like, just fill it <laughs> with as much expressions as you can. And then he does this thing, which is apparently his rat tail's trademark. He grabs his rat tail, pulls it tight, puts it in his mouth, and his bites on it. Yeah. That's like the Jackie Chan movie, but Jackie Chan's was like thick. And so that, yeah, I forget which one that was. Was that Shanghai Noon? It might have been Shanghai Noon. So, okay, we're just setting up our villains now. And then another car rolls up. And it's got uh, some, like, uh, goofy English dude in there. He looks like a spy from, like, a 50s movie or something. He looks like a geek. He was a geek. But he's classy geek because he's literally drinking a martini while driving. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, have you got the new ladies for me? I've got some more. He's, and he has, he has some more 8x10. So obviously he's the guy that's wanting all these women. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. So he's like, I have more than more types I need. And he hands them off. And like fucking plutonium killer, he's just chill. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, My clientele, they're willing, they're ready. We'll pay out the ass. We'll du- double whatever you want. And he's like, I'll get them to you. By the way, plutonium killer played by Michael Barrowman, who we just talked about earlier. Don't, go, don't share a bathroom with him. But still a talented guy because he's doing a great job with his voice. Like, I'll get your bodies, women, when I get to them. <laughs> he's making people wait. And that's he, that's good. And shit. the guy's like, okay, and then they, they just break off. Yeah, so, Rantel right. just drives off. So we're back to John, and he's visiting his wife's uh, final resting place. Yeah, well, another did. thing that they never did in the eighties, but now they do everywhere now. If there's like a, ever like a car accident, you yeah. gotta throw a fucking wreath there. Yeah, that's what a fucking grave site's for, people. Don't do that. Stop that. But he's yeah, he's giving a like a little uh, shrine to her at the. There's a hobo pissing right next to him. Well, of course, uh, yeah. You know. And we see this little kid. He's up on the uh, ground level. Little punk kid. And he, like, they even did a good job with the kid because the kid, like, sound effects were terrifying me. Like, I, every time I hear these kid noises they work in there, I just shrivel. So he's just going about his day. La, 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 la. I like selling drugs. Whatever he was doing. He was selling something. He's yes. up to no good. Yeah. And that's when uh, uh, some thugs grab him. And, oh, you know what? They were underground. Because they push right by John, and they go up above ground, but the kid gets away and runs right into Jerry Curl. Yeah, Jerry. That's his name, Jerry Curl. Yeah, sorry. And he's got a Jerry Curl, as you would expect. And he's got some amazing look going on. He's got the fucking Road Warriors spike collar around his neck. Mm-hmm. Did he have like a headband on, I think he had? I mean- uh, he had various accessories at different <laughs> points. I think he had like a big bee necklace or something. And he's like, hey, kid, you owe us money. I, I, I promise I, I'll get it to you. This kid, obviously, like, like Griffin, is going to be in a few months. Desperate green ambler. <laughs> he's betting on the horses. He lost. And he had, to loan, he had to get some money from Jerry. I love this because this is, I'm 
pretty sure it's this scene where uh, Jerry Curl tells Kid, I know you kids running around here have money. I know you're loaded. Right. So I'm going to get you, and I'm going to get my money. Right. Go ahead. Leave for now, but I got my eyes on you. I thought they were going to... Pick him up and put him upside down and shake the money out of his pocket. Yeah, I was waiting for that, right? John sees it, does nothing. He just walks away. We're expect this is where we're expecting our hero to intervene. Right. No, he just walks away. Mind his own business. His hands were tied at the time. And then we see he's like on a ferry now. I think he was was he he he, he was gonna like, wash his hands of the relationship. He's gonna throw all the things that reminded him of her away. Right. He got it, roses that he was gonna give her. He's got flowers. He's got pictures. He read the book. Twenty four hours after your wife died, you need to move on. So it's been one whole day. But he still had to urn. I'm assuming with her ashes in. I thought he was gonna spread the ashes while he was on the ferry. But he's holding, clutching this urn. Yeah. And then we get this. Beautiful scene. Think about how quickly they worked here. It's been one day. Not even. To, it's barely been twenty four hours. They have already cremated the body, given him the ashes, and he's already like hitting town. He's going on boats. He's well. He's still anguished because he he picks up. He's holding that cufflink, the one clue, and he bites on it. He goes, ah, and then we just cut away. And we're back to thugs. I believe these are thugs, like in the in the Central Park or something. Yeah. It was some kind of park. They were having a good time. This is like our first good glimpse because the first three goons we saw were pretty much '80s looking goons. You know, the jeans, sweaters tucked in. But these are our first look of goons that had like max, max, mass and everything on. Yeah, you would think I'd be drinking with how many fuck ups I've had today. Just water, just H two O. They're fighting over $50 that they, like, stole off somebody. Well, I don't know what was going on because there's a guy reading a paper. They do, they do a lot of exposition with papers in this movie. The headlines tell all. I think it said something like women are like woman killed on subway or something. Yeah, that's how they're kind of keeping us uh, abreast of the whole women capturing thing. So, I mean, I'm glad that the thugs are at least keeping up with the current events. That's true. And he's reading it, and he burns a hole with his. He's smoking a cigar, and he burns a hole through his paper for some reason. I did not notice yeah. that. And then this thug comes in with a fucking switchblade, puts the he grabs the guy, puts the knife right up to his throat, and like, where's your money? And the, and everybody whips out a dollar. Like everyone's terrified of this guy. Yeah. And then it turns out he's their friend. He was their friend. He takes he takes their money still, and then like ah. <laughs> They're having a fun time at the park, you know, just being crazy kids. There's a guy that's got gauze wrapped around the bottom of his face, and then he's got like like a like a fucking napkin on his head, and then like like the like the Arab sheik thing, yeah. like a belt. There was two guys like that. I I forgot all about him. He reminded me because there was <laughs> yeah. another one who had like a blue one on, and yeah. then there was one with like a white one on. These outfits, everybody. This is what I miss because at the time. Gangbangers dressed like this, like crazy shit like this. Now they're just boring, like, track suits and shit, like sportswear. Yeah. People had fucking style back it's gonna then. It's going to be a track suit. It's going to be a bald Russian in a suit. It's going to be a bald geek in a suit. It's nothing this yeah. entertaining. No. It's like straight out of the Warriors, dude. Yeah. And so, again, another kind of cool shot because they're having a good time and the camera just slowly starts panning over and we start to see this little gold chain swinging like he's walking out a Catholic church service. No, he's got the urn with her ashes. Yeah, but that's what it reminded me of, that thing that they swing and the smoke comes out. It reminded me of that. It didn't look like an urn. It was so small. Since these are scumbags, you're like, hey, let's take that thing from that guy. We don't need it. We don't even know what it is. We're going to take it because we're asshole thugs. 
So they go up on John. John, yep. he's just like, just leave me alone, all right? Yep. And uh, there was probably, like, John, I imagine, was using a little bit more racial slurs in here, but they just went with Chinatown, what are you doing? So they toned that down quite a bit. And then John, he's got to protect himself. He's got to stand his ground. So cause remember, the, the, the carry uh, conceal laws were much different in 84, Griff. So he would have, now he just pull a gun on and shoot the guys. Right. But he couldn't have a gun at this time. Yes, of course. So he just did the next best thing. Tippy taps the fuck out of these guys. Yeah. John does some amazing tippy tap. They're Jean-Claude level. They are really good. And he just tippy taps them, kicking them all. And then just like he just, and he just walks off. Yeah, he finishes his prayer, and then he just leaves. And all right. So now John is at, like, the corner. He's looking at, you know, the donut shop where all the good cops and detectives walk out of. And he sees this one guy. It's a black gentleman. We don't have a name for him, I Jimmy. don't think. It was Jimmy? Detective Jimmy. All right, Detective Jimmy. Voice of Leon Isaac uh, Kennedy from Penitentiary Movies. This guy was the biggest piece of shit in this fucking movie. Yeah. He's the classic asshole cop. Hands tied at all times. He might as well have just kept his hands behind his back the whole time because he really was just pointless. It's been 24 hours. We pointed that out. Where are my wife's killers? Oh, you see... I'm tired of bothering me, first of all. I'll get to it when I get to it. All right? These <laughs> things take time. He's just like bl- brushing this guy off. He's yeah. like, you're ask- asking me to do my job? Come on. I mean, women are being captured all over the place. You think I got time to worry about your dead little wife? Like, what, what do you think? That the city owes you something? And he goes, the city does owe me justice. Mm-hmm. And the cop's just like, he just gives the international, he puts his hand, crosses his hands in front of him. Hands are tied. Hands are tied. Hands are tied. So now he's just fucking this scene. <laughs> this scene belongs up on the fucking shelf with like the whole footloose scene that everyone goes crazy for. Is that the one in the in the abandoned factory where he yeah. starts dancing? Yeah. That's this scene. Except it came out at the same time. Maybe it inspired this. Except maybe Kevin Bacon might have been on, on the set, man. You maybe, know. but Bacon, it took like four <laughs> minutes to express it. John takes 20 seconds to express it, and right. just as well. He just starts, he's like, what is, what, there's like I have girders? No, it, I don't, it, yeah, it was like, it was like setups to lift an engine block or something. Like, <laughs> and he's they, just ping-ponging himself in between these girders. Like, why? 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 And he leaps in the air, freeze frame. <laughs> freeze frame was so good. And, you know. They nailed and a great it. why from Don the Dragon Wilson. They nailed it. All right, so John, he was he's returning home. He's up in his attic that he's moved into yeah, now. This is the loft. Yep, and he's 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 pulled. got his Buddhist shrine up. He's lighting candles. Yep, he's got out those ceremonial blades, and he's just starting. He's unsheathing it, but he's uh, like revealed a little bit of the blade, and then he grabbed the <laughs> blade to start sliding the rest of the sheath off. So he's just cutting his hand open. Very gnarly that's how, scene. That's how fucked up he is, man. He's got a lot of adrenaline, and uh, I think we're about to see him go take it out on. So now we're on the classic New York subway. Graffiti on every fucking surface, literally. This is a real New York subway. Yeah. And we see this couple. They just got back from Studio Fifty Four somewhere. You know, they're high on coke. They just want to get home and fuck. And these goons are just hanging out, and they're fucking with them. And they're like, they're, "Let's just get off on this stop." The chick. In this scene is Sharon Mitchell, who's a porn star. 
Oh. I, I always thought she was ugly, but she takes off, and, they, and then they, they we just we, we they, it's the theater of the mind. They get chased away. We hear a scream. We're like, okay, somebody got raped. Yeah. There actually is a deleted scene where they show her getting raped, but the guy deleted it obviously. Okay. So we're just we're setting up how fucking awful this fucking city is. Yeah. So after we've seen that horror show, we're outside, beautiful, right on the East River. John realizes he's got to take the justice into his own hands, law well, into his own he hands. He had all that adrenaline. He had to go work it out. He decides uh-huh. to train in nature. It's the best way. So he's working on those tippy taps. He hasn't busted out those tippy taps. And, I mean, he did it at the park, but he right. realized my hinges are a little rough. I got to right. I got to loosen them up. Got to oil them up. Got to oil them up. So we get a nice little tippy tap montage. Every kind of tippy tap kick you can imagine, he's doing it. He's He's swinging the swords. It's amazing. And then he hears something off in the distance. It's another rape gang. Yeah, yeah. We get a nice shot, just some legs. And then we pull out. She's got legs. They should, they should, I was just going to I bet you that. John Liu fucking probably got the rights to that song. ZZ Top wrote the song for this probably. movie. Probably, yeah, probably. And they were like, just throw it on the fucking album, and it became a huge hit. Oh, man. So <laughs> these guys, I guess they're trying to adopt the Droog look because they're all wearing jock straps over their jeans. I did like, I don't remember where it was at in the movie. It was on the rooftop fight. The two Droogs were wearing the cups, and yeah. uh, Ali tr- or John tried to kick them, right. and the guy like stops <laughs> and knocks on it. Yeah, and I was right. just like, God, this is, if, if this stretched for 25 minutes like this, it would be a Young Bucks match. But because it all takes place oh, in dude, five minutes. This whole fucking movie, the exception of John Liu, it's all AEW awkward <laughs> fucking fight choreography. Yeah, the, everybody, the choreography the is yeah. very rough. Yes. And so they're getting ready to rape. And then a shuriken just goes, hits a dude like in the neck or some shit. Yeah. And which basically always is the guy holding it between his fingers, holding his hand up against his neck, like, ah! Ah! And then some more, and like they get, you know, the girl gets away, and these guys get fucked up. And then we just cut over four scenes back to back. Do we get to see John in his ninja outfit? Uh, I don't even remember if we do. I I, I I know we do see him throw him, but I didn't know if he was in his ninja outfit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know because I don't think the the gang uh, the gangers got to see them see him yet. And now we're cutting to the streets of New York. Yeah, right in the middle. We got we see a tourist. He's got the giant-ass fucking camera on his shoulder. Wow, look at how big these buildings are. There's some women just talking. They're not they, they don't have street smarts. They're not watching their, their you know environment. So these guys go, perfect pigeons. So they run it right up to them, grab their purses, and start taking off. And then, funk music should have been playing I'm glad you brought that up. I don't think we brought up the music. We have not. Because this movie did not have music, obviously, because it didn't have a soundtrack. Right. So they they hired guys from around here. called I guess they're called Voyager or Voyager 3. I don't remember exactly. But uh, they did a really nice kind of Carpenter-esque kind of uh, synth soundtrack. I I liked it. There was a lot of guitar work in there that did not make me think of. Uh, it made me think of Pink Floyd more than it made me think of... I'm thinking more of the synth stuff. Yeah, though. no, but the synth stuff, I would have liked heavier on the synth and less of the guitar, but I agree. it was still good. Yeah. It was still good. But it, this needed some funk track going on because yeah. here comes a fucking ninja on roller skates. <laughs> right. Not And remember, this is 84, so they're roller skates. We're not, we're not, we're not cool rollerblades. No. He's got, he's got the big fucking toe brakes on and everything. Yeah. And so, of course, he's just scooting right by. He's sliding. He's slipping. He's going under. He's going over. 
And he snatches. I don't remember. Does he get the purse right back, or does he have to fight somebody first? I think he grabs the purse. He does a flip over car. The skates magically disappear for that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Lands, and then they're back. <laughs> Amazing. And yeah, and then he gets he gets the the. the uh, um, I think he gives the purse back and gives it to the ladies, and then he gets involved with the goons. And we get some more. These goons. I th- I think these were the goons that had these. Are probably the creepiest fucking masks. They're shaped like your face, but they're clear. Yes, they were so fucking creepy. It was like they did some artwork underneath them too. Yeah. To well, kinda... yeah, it was like yeah, like like it was like almost like makeup, on, like a woman's makeup exactly. on like a clear plastic face. Mask. Exactly, it was fucking crazy looking. I love. And he it. fucks him. And this is John's patented move. He has hollowed out eggs full of baby powder, like. <laughs> He did this more than once? Yes, he did. That's his patented move. I only saw the one time, and it was... No, a, every fight scene, he does this. I saw it the one time where he's, like, on his back, and he's holding up, and then he tosses... So I, when you when I read Egg Bob, I was like, what the fuck is he talking... Yeah. Okay, but I was like, oh, my God, he Malachi blacked it, because he tried to hit the people in the eyes, and it goes nowhere close to their face, and then the guys come up, ah, my eyes! So... Uh, fucking baby powder, cocaine. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it fucks these guys up. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then a biker. I think this, I guess he was, he just notices like a criminal brother in trouble. He just gets involved. He ends up fleeing into an alley. We're watching. Wet as fuck, by the way. Oh my god, the Zargathas <laughs> have been lurking all <laughs> over this place. Every fucking alley is wet for uh, some reason. I'll have to my next correspondence with Chris. I'll ask him like <laughs> what was going on in New York in the eighties with their uh, creatures, but. So wet. They, he got chased into there. He was beating the shit out of everybody. Now he has pulled out his little ninja sword, and he's chopping at people, and then he turns up to the one motorcyclist who hasn't even got a chance to take his, <laughs> like, get off his bike yet, and he just puts the sword right up to his helmet, and the guy's like, I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> so I, I tell them I'm coming for them. And he's, right. like, he's like, dude, I was just making a left turn. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> You're just making assumptions because I'm a biker that I'm a criminal, and I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, really. He really did just kind of, uh, what do they call it? He, like, stopped and frisked them. So now we're on the streets. We're probably on 42nd Street, Times Square area because we're seeing all the movie theaters. I think this was nighttime. It was nighttime. And they're driving by in a car, right? Yes. And we're just yeah. listening to the gangers giggle about all the uh, uh, evil deeds they've been up right. to. And like um, you said, this is guerrilla style. Ultra violence. So we're seeing like real people on the streets, real crazy people in Did New York. Did you notice what movie was playing? Ninja 3 Domination. That's right. And so we're like, we're getting a nice this taste of 1984 in New York. Taste. And we see John and Jack and Randy. Like apparently, I guess John must have went back to them and says, "I have this great story about the crime in New York." And there's this guy, this ninja out there. And so they're like just observing. They're like filming it. You know? Yeah. I see. This is um, this is where I was really confused about. I didn't understand that John was working at TV studio. So I was like, "Why is he just hanging out with these two people with the camera and everything?" Uh But then it's like, well, Randy's his friend and wants to be his new, you know, girlfriend. Squeeze, and all that. squeeze, yeah. But they're like, we got to stop these guys. But and then we cut to the plutonium killer on the same streets, and he he's a very informed guy. He always gets a paper every night. He yes. knows what's going on in New York at all times. I love it. He's always getting the headlines, and it's clearly been like white sheeted over and everything. And then they, <laughs> uh, you know. Magic marker out like and, a big headline, and there's something about a ninja hero, and he harumps at that. Harumph. 
It's like, I don't like that. So he's got to go back to his limo, and uh, he's got a toolbox of the Covenant. Murray, <laughs> yeah. help me out here. I don't know what it was. I, it was the fucking briefcase from Pulp Fiction, I think. Maybe it's like, that, It's yeah. like a tackle box. I don't know if he's going to go fishing. He and then something was said. I didn't write down what it said, but something was said on it, like danger or something, like radioactive. Yeah. He so then we see like a cut of him looking at it. He opens it up. A green light emanates from it, and I believe he finally does take his he glasses, takes his glasses off. off. Yeah, and then he starts spazzing out. It's freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> so we know very little. Pen gun, <laughs> rat tail, right. limo driving. You know nothing about plutonium. High profiling, yeah. jet flying. <laughs> That's all we know about him. Kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing. He was wheeling and dealing. Son of a gun. And so he's just freak. He's like, and his hands, like the skin's coming off his hands. And then he pulls a candle out and just puts it out with his hand. What the fuck? And then we see his face. Half his face is like fucking falling off. Yeah, he's like started (laughs) feeling up his face and everything. And like they show his palm later and he's got like a giant, again, like. Indiana Jones, the guy who's got the metal, you know, engraved in his hand from grabbing it when it's super hot. It's kind of what he's got going on here. And we're just like, okay, we'll go with it. I, I, could, I could just imagine the guys putting the movie together like, how the fuck are we going to put this, this into the movie? Yeah, this scene has to be in there. How do we make it connect to anything? That's, they did it such a good job. I can't imagine how challenging it was to cut this down to 90 minutes. Right. So now we're back. It's daytime. Next day, the gangers just hanging out. Another group of gangs. Yeah, and of course, just like a Death Wish movie, except it's in the middle of the day. There's just <laughs> two giggling girls running around in this like graffitoed up, like just totally desolate area. In New York. And hobo fires everywhere, <laughs> and these two women are just cackling to themselves. Johnny's pretty good looking. I think you guys would make a cute couple. The conversation they're having. Right. Surrounded by gangers just like, hey, toots. And they're just talking about how Johnny's got a cute tush. All right. And these gangers do as, as, as gangers do. They're like, rape. So they pounce on these girls. Well, first the girls get in their car, and they're about to take off. Yes. And they jump on their car. Yes. Make it crash. And then they pull them out. Right. Meanwhile, Randy Jack and uh, John. John are watching from a car, like a van or something. So we're both assuming they're not going to do anything because they've already set that precedent in the movie. And the, just film it. Yeah, yeah, just film it. Don't get involved. Yeah. Just film it. John's like, I got to get a Quiznos. Anybody <laughs> want one? And they're like, no, it's okay. We might be here a while. Looks like they're going to take their time with these ladies. I'm going to go get a Quiznos or two. <laughs> so he takes off and winks at the camera. And they're like, we know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And then, whoo, I can't whistle. Well, what kind of whistle do you want? Just like, I don't know, just whistle. Because, like, it's a Western movie. The gangers just stop. They're, they're in the middle of raping two women that are screaming, <laughs> and they're like, was that a whistle? <laughs> and then our ninja appears, like, flips on top of the car. I did not like the fact that he's wearing a white ninja suit with black ninja boots. It clashed for me. I like keep the keep it all black or all white. Yeah, okay. Franco Nero would never be caught dead with black boots. Or a this white is a good point. Suit. I'm agreeing with you on this one. Throw There's... some fucking egg bombs. I can't believe you didn't see the egg bombs. They used them in every damn fight. It's just, again sensory overload. I love There's the ingenuity. So it's literally like I need a bomb. I'll hollow out an egg, drain it, put some fucking baby powder in it. It's problem solved. There we go. And so he just throws him at these guys. And this is where we have the guy that had the kendo mask on. 
and we got the, the other kind of generic gangers. We, the clear mass people were there. We had another Droog there, I believe. Like, right. God, these villains <laughs> are so good. Guys with fucking ace bandages wrapped around their face. And, of course, Randy and uh, Jack, they're just loving this. They're just like, this is so great fucking shit here. Who the hell is this ninja guy? Just eating up all the film on this. And One guy, I think it was Kendo guy, breaks a fucking two-by-four over John's head, and he no-sells it. Oh, man. He's just like, whatever. And then they get into a bizarre, like, uh, sword fight. Okay. Where if this is where it gets really aw because he's literally like okay positioning them and yeah. shit and he's like tippy tapping them in the face they're waiting for their cues and shit yeah and it was a very awkward fight I I was having a hard time again it's like I got hyper focused on some things and the second time I watched it what I was getting hyper focused on was just how slow and staged everything <laughs> yes, was like very there's slow. no good flow to it yeah. So that that's which I mean let's, we got to cut these people slack. Oh. I mean John's obviously a martial arts actor. These people are just fucking you know amateurs. Right. And again they 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 probably didn't really have any money to pay them. They probably just went to any, some local dojos and were like, hey, you want to be in a movie? Maybe kind of yeah. And then it was like you can cover up your face. You know you don't have to really <laughs> put yourself out there or anything. In fact, we would like you to bring a mask. But I mean, hey, uh, get the message across. And then, so he takes them all out, and then we see John, Jax is licking his lips. This would be great. We're going get, to get this on TV tonight. And then he hears in the back, oh, <laughs> I miss anything, guys? This Quiznos is wonderful. <laughs> Eat Quiznos subs. Classic Spider-Man move, you know. Classic. It's like, hey, something going on, guys? <laughs> Cut to the Rape Factory. Oh, man. This is where they warehouse all their women. Apparently, they don't send them one at a time. They warehouse them, and then they send them in bulk. Yeah. They make better money selling wholesale. It's very <laughs> That's a good point. So all these women are just tied up. We see cufflinks just licking body parts. There is, like, no order to this uh, to this place. Like, it looked like the backstage of, like, a theater because there's wires just hanging everywhere. There's, like, weird staircases to yes. nothing. It yes. Is... Women are just chained willy-nilly everywhere. Everywhere. There's a, there's a flat, flat surface chain of women. To <laughs> exactly. You know? There's women on the ground. There's women against the walls. They're warehousing them, dude. They didn't have like a, like a uh, what was it? The... <laughs> I can't even it's okay. But so, we just get a quick glimpse of that before we go back outside where now there's a car being bashed up. Right. The gang, another gang. Yeah. Walking by, they see a car, like, let's fuck this car up. So they start trashing it. And it just so happens that Randy and Jack are walking by. <laughs> Jack's like, this is good shit, man. Like, it's a good thing he brought five extra reels today. Cause... And how fucking moronic is fucking Jack? Because Randy's like, Jack, that's your car. What? So they decide, <laughs> well, they got weapons, pipes, bats, and I got a well, camera. When people start fucking with your shit, then we got to intervene. When it's somebody else, yeah. hands tied. Yeah, and it's not even a human, a right. car. I'm willing to die for my car, not another Didn't they human. flip the fucking car? I thought they, like, pushed it I, over. They might have. I don't remember. And then, of course, they the gang was like, well, we'll kill and rape you guys, too. So they start chasing them. Right. One of them pins uh, uh, Randy down. She's like, goes, she gets up on a fire escape, knocks on a door. A raper's behind the fucking door. <laughs> Rapists everywhere. Oh, this is no. rape town. Oh, no. And she gets pinned down. It's about to be raped. And then we just see a shuriken. Another neck shot. Guy holding a shuriken up his neck. Yeah, okay. Oh, but this is a little different. We see there's a little monogram on it. Because John knows the importance of branding. Not only is it justice and branding. Right. 
It says New York Ninja on the shuriken. Original influencer, John Lou the Ninja. So, obviously, Randy save. Right. Jack, however. Jack bailed. as uh, he, like, he threw Randy down to like distract him and bailed on her. Yeah. He I he turned it I, I don't know what to, he turned into Spider Man himself because he's on a rooftop now. <laughs> when you're being chased, the safest place to go is a rooftop. By the way. <laughs> it always is because he's looking at these gangs. Basement they got too. the mask. Yeah. They got all these clunky clothes on. He's like, they can't climb up a scaffold like I can. Well, apparently they can. So yeah, they surround them. They're feeling good. They've got them surrounded. They're telling this is them where what's we what. got the fucking guy with the fucking swim goggles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we we're seeing this. Everything's doom and gloom. And they even have a guy looking out. He's between like two water towers. Yeah. And I don't remember if he had a gun or not. He did have a gun. He, he was going to shoot Jack. He's like, let's just shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> let's shoot him. And so he's narrowing down that gun on him. And uh, then suddenly we see a ninja's head just pop up over him. And then I don't know. He, he just goes, boop, hits his head and like kicks the guy off. Yeah, boop. And then he jumps down, starts fighting. This is the scene you said the guy, he kicks the dude in the dick. This is it. Yes, yeah. right. Two people. <laughs> two different people did the bit. They might as well have done the bit where a guy tried to sweet stand kick him, and he grabs his leg and then gives it to his friend. They do that scene. They did. Oh, that was fuck. that was in the earlier scene with the kendo guy. He literally, he does the scene where he like, Grabs, he has like a oh. grab his foot and does that. Oh my god, Cole Cabana, where are you? Wait, <laughs> so, no, no, that's Evil Uno. He always does that. So, like, yeah, he, the guy does the dick spot where he's like, ah, I'm wearing a cup. We've got the guy wearing ski fucking goggles. It's like amazing. All these guys got dumb Donald probably somewhere in there with a ski mask, <laughs> and he just fucks him up. And I think he uses more egg bombs on him because that's his thing. It's, uh, it's just that's amazing how he doesn't break him. Like, where does he hold him? Like, I don't know. He's so he's so powerful and yet so gentle. Right. It's amazing. And as he should have done, he doesn't allow you to see everything. We just cut back down to Jack, who's running down. Apparently, he's in like a parking garage now or something. I, no, they're like in a parking lot. It's pro- I'm assuming it's a parking lot of where the, the newscast Build, goes. Yeah. yeah. And so he's trying to get away when just suddenly the boss pulls up, JJ, right. and he's like, oh, my God, I got the best story. I got so much good shit on film. And he's like, film? We don't need film. <laughs> and then he's got a shuriken with the, the monogram and everything. Right. And then he's like. And guess who gave me that? And then Randy pops up in the back seat. Then you know the girl you left to get raped and murdered. Yeah. And he's like, not only that kid, check this out. Pulls out a T-shirt says, "I love New York Ninja." <laughs> this guy fucking knows the importance of branding, kid. You should you learn something from him. You can have this one. <laughs> and he gives it to Jack, and then he just drives off. I guess he's gonna fucking make love to fucking Randy now. She's all hot and horny, right? And then, of course, because we're hearing all the stories about the New York Ninja, Pluto, he's going back to his news, newsy boy. Right. And he's reading the headlines. Oh, boy. Another something. The crime Black foiled or some shit like that. Yeah. So now the kid from earlier. You think he, he, he learned his lesson. He's on straight and narrow. Nope. He's still a little piece of shit. He's still slinging drugs on the street. And he's still happy as fucking can be. He's, right. he's dancing along. Doesn't what? care about that he <laughs> owes Jerry a fucking debt. Yeah. You know? That's going to be me when I owe right. debts to everybody for right. from all my gambling addiction. I'm just, just going to be well, take, skipping through town. Take a lesson to what happens to this kid later on. Yeah. Because, yeah. And the guy dressed. Now Jerry, he's like he looks like a f- guy who plays triangle for fucking Prince. He's got the fucking jacket with the... <laughs> Jacket with the epaulette and the braids and shit hanging off of it. And he's like, look, you little shit. Where's my fucking money at? 
I got a st- I, I, I got a perfect reason why I didn't get it for you. And he's just he's going ready to go into his spiel that he made up. Right. I may not have it right now, but I put out a, I put down a couple dollars on the Broncos, and I'm pretty sure they're going to cover today. And then before you know, boom! Another egg bomb hits somebody in the face. It's the New York Ninja. Yeah. But this time, Jerry's prepared. He's strapped. Well, yeah. He pulls out a gun. Shoots fucking John. Yes, they don't. They don't fucking bullshit here. They just shoot the shit out of him. Well, once, but still. And a, apparently, a little boy. He doesn't have a name. What's his fucking name going to be? Baby boy. Uh, let's call him Kane. Kane. No, we call him Shane. Fuck that. I'm not gonna. Oh, I meant to say Shane. Yeah, I'm not I, gonna, meant to say, I meant to say. I'm Shane. not gonna smirch Kane. I mean, this kid. What he's about to do here is a Kane move, at least. Right, apparently, he saw he's a fan of Return of the Ninja because he knows nothing about the New York Ninja at this time. Yeah. But he throws himself in the front of a bullet for fucking John, and he gets shot. Yeah. And uh, the guys, they're ready to shoot him some more, but then the cops finally the show up. Yeah, yeah the and sirens. They, you know, and get like, the fuck out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. So now we're back at, at John's loft. John apparently brushed it off. He just got shot in the shoulder. You know, yeah. that doesn't affect you at all. I want to point out that this time, after his wife dies, he suddenly goes back into his 70s bachelor leisure wear. So the yeah. first scene, he's wearing dad outfits, New Balance shoes. Next, right after the wife dies, he's wearing fucking... He's wearing the V-neck, like the button-down, where he's got a, just one button above his crotch. He's got a gold medallion on. He's got these fancy white shoes on. He's got to get a new wife. Exactly. And now well, He doesn't have his shirt on. He's got peck jelly on in this scene. In this scene. And I want you to know, after this scene, when he meets baby boy Shane, he's like, I have to be a father figure again. Because he starts wearing the sweaters and everything. He starts oh. wearing the dad wear. Okay. It's very interesting how he did that. John Lou. He knows well, what he's now doing. Now he's shirtless. He's like he's gonna do, he's gonna take care of himself. He doesn't need to go to the hospital. He grabs a little knife, pulls the bu- perfect bullet comes out of his shoulder, <laughs> right into a little cup, and then he's healed. He doesn't do anything else. He's just like all I need to do is pull the bullet out. He lit. He, okay, come on. He lit some uh, incense and everything. <laughs> yeah, he did let, yeah, they were. He had some sage. He was like they were spice melange incense, so that'll <laughs> that'll help the healing process. I believe he put a Quiznos meatball yeah. on the on the wound, <laughs> and of course, that's just infused with so many right. spices and cheeses. That'll do it. That'll do the trick. And then he put he did the same thing with uh Shane. Yep. And Shane comes to, and he's like. Are you the ninja? And he's like, nods. Mm-hmm. Will you be my friend? <laughs> and then he's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There we go. Several weeks later, Murray. Several, yeah, it says it. Several weeks later. That's right. Ninja fever is all over the world. We're hearing like a, bro- a radio broadcast. They're like, people love the ninja. Crime is down 5,000%. There's only... 50 rapes a day instead of 500. It's it's everybody's loving the ninja. Right. I mean, come on, guys. This is at a time when Charles Bronson is not in New York. Yeah, he's, he's in, in LA. LA. Yeah. So we needed the ninja to step in. Right. And they're, they're, they're like you said, they're becoming like a father and son type thing. He's the son he never had. They're not the son that he lost. He never got that. Oh, have. my God. That's right. This is the fishing scene. Yes. Oh, God. This scene. So uh, Shane is just fishing like a normal person. <laughs> And you know this was you could tell this was filmed in like the fall or winter. Yes, they're all wearing coats and sweaters and shit. John stripped down to a speedo, <laughs> leaps in the water with a spear, just dunking his head in the water. <laughs> 
He comes up with his tiny little minnow. Yeah. And then fucking uh, uh, Shane's got this giant fucking salmon yeah. on. Look what I got. They're going to eat. Oh, yeah, salmon in New York. It's, it managed to get upstream that there. And, oh, my God. And he's like, hey, well, I guess we both got a fish today. He says, beginner's luck. And he gives him a little jab across the cheek. And he's got one. Like, Shane is pulling the... the, the, the um, Robert Burns, I believe, was Steven Seagal's archaeologist yeah, character. Uh-huh. He's sitting way up on a pedestal and then uh, looking down on John as he puts one knee up on a perch. And one he's of his like, balls Begin- hanging yep. out the speedo. <laughs> that speedo. Well, no, I don't think he has testicles at this point because they probably shriveled up inside of him. I can't imagine how cold that would be. Cut to Halloween Parade. Oh, we see, like you said, he's become the father he, he, he always wanted to be, so he's taking uh, young Shane to the parade. Right, and this is Silver Shamrock time, right in that one season where they, you know, were really putting masks Lucky out. Lucky for this kid, he wanted a clown mask. Silver Shamrock does not make clown masks. That's true. Because he even was going to say, like, you want the clown mask? Yeah. You don't want the cool-ass skull mask? You don't want the pumpkin mask? Maybe the witch <laughs> mask with the giant no. fucking logo on the I back? I the clown. All right. And he goes off to get it. Meanwhile, we see some other creep wearing a clown mask. And underneath it, some fucking welding goggles. And he's got a giant medallion <laughs> that he's apparently going to hypnotize people with. Right. He's just like. <laughs> <laughs> is he Vince McMahon? Yeah, he is. <laughs> and he notices this chick. And he's like, hey, look into my medallion. He's got a thing for ladies with giant knockers, apparently. Ooh, sloppy, gross knockers. I did not <laughs> like the tits in this. <laughs> It was sloppy. And so, yeah, he's like hypnotizing her. Then, uh, like, uh, Shane's like, I like your mask. Yeah, he, the he same. T- taps him on the back and goes, I like your clown mask. Because <laughs> they're wearing the same clown mask. And and then it disappears. It magically disappears. He was so angry that this little child <laughs> told him he liked his mask. He threw it away. And then he goes back to hypnotizing the woman who apparently he had just enough under a spell that he was able to interact <laughs> with the child and turn around. And she was still just like right. drooling over him. Right. And so apparently he lives in his limo because he's back in the limo. Now, this is where we get a shot of these sloppy tits. Like they're, they're, it was a very unflattering shot. And it was weird because she was a skinny woman, but she had these fat, sloppy tits, and I didn't like them because it kept. It was like literally all you see in the shot. They should have cut this. <laughs> and she's sitting on his dick, apparently. Yeah, I, it's really hard to figure out because if you uh, if you're familiar with Phil Collins, I believe it's the In the Air uh, album where it's the black light, and then it's just lit by candle, and it's just his giant bulbous head. That's the kind of lighting they did. This is not John D. Hart lighting. <laughs> No. This is very interesting lighting here. And then he starts spazzing again. He didn't even have the fucking toolbox open. I was so confused because they just show you her face and his face. You have yeah. no idea that she is sitting with her back to him, yeah. riding his dick at this point. <laughs> yeah. So I thought they were sitting face to face, and he was just like staring <laughs> daggers into her eyes. And no, because like, he didn't want to look at those tits either. <laughs> he wanted to keep his erection. Fun fact, this was that guy's girlfriend, so it makes oh, sense. Oh, was it? They, uh, oh, okay. So she's riding his dick, and he just starts freaking out because he's probably got a glimpse of those tits in the rearview mirror or something. Well, he pulled this move, too, because what, does he do the candle thing again? He just starts smoking. His, starts- whole body, his hands start smoking. <laughs> And then I remember him, like, <laughs> running his hands down yes, her back. Yes, he puts back. his hands on her back and starts burning her. So now I know what happened to Cody last week <laughs> is he fucked the Pluto man. Yeah. Holy shit, this scene was so fucking weird and amazing. And then he finishes on her back, burns her a little more, because he's got, he's got radioactive cum, 
<laughs> and it kills, and then he starts strangling her. That's what he does. Yeah, he pulls out that medallion I think he had, and because on a, you know on the chain, it starts choking her. And here is what I love is that they just do this nice little transition into the morning, and like you said, he just lives <laughs> in this limo with Rat Tail. They just yeah. they're literally just living out of this car. So they're parked at the spot that they met with the geek, uh, you know, earlier who is dealing with the girls and everything. The headshots. Yeah. And They're back at uh, the at uh, Trash's place. He was he put towels on it so it wasn't that beat would really get a worm excited. Yeah, exactly. And so he's sitting there with the with the windows down despite it being Halloween, and it's got to be cold as shit around there. And he's right off the river like that. He was smoking, so he needs to cool down. I mean. Yeah, I guess for yeah, I guess it would take Rat a long tail time. just rubbing his face with the cane. Just, just up there rubbing his face. <laughs> He's just staying real low here. So the windows are down and we slowly see a guy in a mask cuz of course, I don't remember what kind of mask they it was. They were the clear masks. Clear mask. Yeah. He pops up and he sees the girl passed out and he sees the dude, you know, uh Pluto passed out. He's got those glasses on. You can't yeah. tell. And I forget it's the guy who he comes up on Pluto's side first right. because then he starts coming. I need the money. <laughs> the pen. Right. The he pen. shot. Tw- he shot twice. In yeah. fact, yeah. Like kills that guy. Then another goon on the other side creeps in, and Rat Tail's like, "I got this one." Yeah, because he's like, "I like your girlfriend. Is she a little tired?" And oh, they stole this line from Commando. She's dead tired. She's dead tired. <laughs> <laughs> And then that guy just says, fuck, he sees his buddy dead. So he goes running. Rat Tail's like, I got this guy. Jumps yep. out, got the cane. He's like spinning it around and shit. This is what movies fail at doing nowadays. We get our moment to see how great Rat Tail is. And then he has even more surprises for us later, which made me pop <laughs> big time. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, is this what I think it is? And it was. Oh, So this this is great. We're establishing again that... Uh, Pluto, weird, and also he's got his male needs too. He's got to fuck sometimes. Yeah, uh, and Rattail is a badass. He can take right. people out. Right, takes him out. I think with this with the cane at this time. He takes yeah, yeah, out. he just uses the cane. Lots of surprises. He's going to keep a lot of surprises for us. Now, Detective Jim, now they, they just dump the body. They literally put the girl in a garbage can, ass first. So she's on her feet and her head are like sticking out. Yep. And, we, and uh, Jimmy, Detective, and his partner, Janet, Voiced by Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, okay. Walk up. He he like why are you dressed like that for? I'm I, undercover. She was she was dressed with like a normal shirt, but oh. then like a blazer over it. Yeah. And that was undercover for her? Yeah, that was. I, I well, can't she, imagine. You never seen her like in a job. She's totally got pantsuits and everything. Okay. And she's like, Yeah, I'm undercover. And cause she's going she's like going undercover to find these people that are kidnapping these women. Right. Jimmy, hands always tied. Always tied. And he's like, has there been an autopsy yet? We just found the fucking body. What do you like? We got that Nita woman done in like an hour. What are we wasting our time here for? And he's like, I know what I'll find. Because he know he sees the radiation burns on her back. Oh, did he? I yeah. didn't know. I didn't. See, Jimmy does not come off as a smart person. He's no, no Columbo, let's say. Well, he figures out who the New York Ninja is. After he, the kids tell him. He walks off. Then they like go, okay, take the body away. The guys pick the body up, move it Two feet, drop it, and then walk away. <laughs> and like leave her. Like, I mean, hey man, that's not my pay grade here. <laughs> well, they probably said, Well, it's union break time. Let's go get some quiz notes and we'll come back and handle the rest of this woman later. So now we're back by I, I guess 
plutonium didn't even fucking leave. He just stayed by the docks where he meets up with his British guy. Right, right. He wanted to be there early, make sure it was safe and everything. And now they, they, the roles are switched. Plutonium gets him some pictures. Yes. And it's like, yeah, what about these? What you, and he's like, look, I, I, we, I need that warehouse of women. Can you get it? You'll work on my time, or you'll we won't work at all. There's there there's a rivalry between these guys. These guys are like, no, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a pissing match here, and who's gonna do it? Who's gonna do it better? Whose way are they gonna do it? But Pluto breaks because he's like, he calls up his boy Cuff because Cufflinks supplies all the broads, so he calls him up. Cufflinks is always waiting by that that uh, payphone. Yes, waiting for that call. Oh yeah. Oh he, yeah. He always is. That's right. Right. Yeah. And he's like. Get me that reporter, Randy. Don't be sloppy. I need her. And then he hangs up. And he's like, what the fuck? Well, forget about it. I'm sick of this shit taking it from this guy. Right. They're all pissed off. And they're like, you know what? Fuck that guy. You're right. We should just tell this guy to fuck off. This is really... I like how they're weaving in the dispute in the ranks here now, too. I, I They did a great job with... John Liu, you should not be... Well, you know what? Do whatever you want. But you did a great job with this little movie. So he cuts to Jimmy. He's talking with Janet again. It's just more like, you know, I'm undercover, yada, yada, yada. Not just you know, setting setting up her storyline, basically. Is the, was this Johnny talking to her or was this just Janet? Or Jimmy, excuse Jimmy, me. yeah. And I, he was talking about the ninja because I think she had like a pin that said, the, I love New York I, yeah. Ninja. And he was like jealous of that. And this is where he finally dons the Lauren Avedon <laughs> trucker no, hat. I don't know. It might even be worse than a Lauren Avedon Well, it guy. is because he's he's got it propped up there like Lauren does, but then he pushed in the, <laughs> the, the crown of the hat. <laughs> to make it flat. So it's like folded in it. It was so fucking weird, yeah. and I couldn't take my eyes off it. I was yeah. so bothered. He's wearing a baseball cap, and he's trying to make it a flat top. So he presses down the top. It was so weird. I did not And like he wears that. it through the rest of the movie. Yeah. That was like going to be his contribution to the that, film. That's how he goes undercover. <laughs> right. So <laughs> now uh, John and uh, the friends, they're at a school because New York Ninja Mania is running wild, people. Everyone's stopping crime now. The crime rate's gone down. They're like at a school, I think, talking to a principal. Uh, it was the principal or is it the mayor or something? It was. It was I think it was the mayor. It was, yeah, right. it was the mayor. And he's just like, yeah, man. Ever since the New York Ninja came, and this is where we see John turning some knobs. We know he's a sound guy. Okay, okay. I did yeah. notice he was working, on, but I just thought he was trying to be discreet or something. You know, <laughs> no. they did make a couple dollars or something. He's got to pay for that fucking, you know, that uh, uh, attic eggs. apartment. Yeah, those yeah. eggs. Eggs are cheap. And the, the, eggs. He, the way he goes through them. Yeah, and the eggs, too. That's a good point. And the mayor's just like, oh, man, it's fucking great. You know, New York Ninja, we love him. And then what do you know? Just he says that some gangbangers show up. Speak of the devil and old Pierre. And one of them's cufflinks. And John notices because he sees the cufflink. Well, <laughs> he's got some great eyesight. <laughs> they zoom in on it to let you know. Oh, yeah. They, they freeze frame it for a little bit, too. And like, Why? Because they got to get Randy. Right. So they just grab her. And like John's like, fuck, I can't blow my cover, you know. So I like the mayor's moving to all this. <laughs> you know what? You know what? He started his career in the police force because he just holds up his hands. Hands are tied, guys. I don't know what to do here. But we don't need the mayor because Griff, we got Shane and his, his little gang of ninjas. Yeah, he literally, they're on the swing set. They see what's happening. And little Shane goes, hey, Mickey, come here, man. I got a plan. And they huddle up. And he's like, I'm Tom Brady. We're down 45 nothing at the half, but we're going to go out there and we're going to beat the shit out of the Atlanta Falcons. 
And they're like, who are the Atlanta Falcons? That fucker over there. So the kids, they all get the broomsticks. They get their kendo sticks. They get out a table. They light the table on fire. And they're like, you jabronis want to fuck with this? And the kids, did the kids have fucking samurai swords? Like, they had swords. I don't know if they were supposed to be plastic or they were real. But the kids are dressed as ninjas. They're attacking the fucking guys. Some of them were wearing, like, the kerchiefs. I think Shane decided to go with the cowboy kerchief look. He did. Yeah. And I think he was trying to channel his his brother by having the Dodgers satin jacket on. He did have the Dodgers satin. That would give you bravery. Right. And they take out the goons. <laughs> Thanks, Wings, for that right. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so, the, so like, Randy is saved. She did not get kidnapped. Yeah. Pluto, later on, sees the news coverage of this, and he is livid. Yeah. And he's just like, we got to do something about this. Like, they're planning it out because they're like, well, he failed at getting Randy, but they were going to be getting Jack because they were trying to split up the news team, you know, Jack and Randy. That's right. So, yeah, because, yeah, because Jack and Randy are getting back to her apartment from jogging. That's right. And yeah. he's got the great Snoopy Joe Cool t shirt on. Yes. <laughs> and some sweatpants, some, some Jama Tuzak sweatpants on. Oh, man. And Randy's wig, it's just, <laughs> she's got like a headband on too. And it's just like floating. Her hair is floating above her head. And she's like, well, I'll see you later. He's like, not unless you want to take a shower together. Aww. And he's like, oh, you sex creep, you. And he's like, ah, I'm a scamp. And see, they, they still work in so many things in there. Right. You're like, this is a real movie. And like, yeah, like you said, Rattail and uh, Pluto are watching from their limo because they're just parked right across the street. Right. And they wait for Jack to cross into an alley, <laughs> a wet, Zargatha-infested alley. Jack, what are you doing? You just ran half a block, and you're going to go into a Zargatha alley. See, he was asking for it. And they kidnap him. And while that's going on... <laughs> it was that boy. While that's going on... Janet gets kidnapped too. She gets because she's gonna get randomly raped, and then they notice they she, she has her fucking badge just like on the lapel, of, like on the other side of did, the lapel of her shirt. Did she? So they flip it and they go, "She's a cop." I don't oh. give a shit, and they just kidnap her and take her to the the rape warehouse. Oh my god! I noticed her get captured, but I didn't notice that's how they yeah. did it. Jesus Christ! John decides the best defense is a good offense. He's like, I'm going to put my friend's lives at risk to finish these guys off. So he calls up Rand. He's like, I need to meet you at the park. And or, or well, there's just so many random attacks in this movie. I'm yeah. glad I wasn't in New York in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was because gonna... he's like, I need to meet you in the park. And then she comes to the park. She's still got. I think she's still jogging. He's in his ninja outfit in a tree watching. What's going on here? I mean, I understand they're limited with the editing. They don't like they're like they, have, they, they this is what they have to work with. So I can I'm going to I'm going to oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. let some continuity errors go by because this is all they have. Oh, that's right. John asked her. I think he said Jack. John asked her to call out to the park, yeah, right? John. And he all he's doing is watching her. He's using her as live bait. Right. And that's a pretty fucked up thing to do. I think you jumped over a little bit. Yeah, you did. Um because we, it's all right. We can just intersp- There's so many different cuts in this. We're, oh, we're gonna, yeah, I'm we're sorry. Gonna, we're going to get I've to jumped this. way ahead. Yeah, you're fine because there's so many little segments to build up to, like, the last act here. It doesn't matter. So we know, what we need to know is that he basically allowed Randy to get captured. Right. Okay. But. Officer Jim, or Detective okay. Jimmy. Detective Jimmy meets up with, what? What? It's fucking the Brit who we didn't give a name either. Yeah, G-Man. G-Man. 
No, I-Man. Because we learned he's an Interpol agent. He's not a bad guy. There we go. And he's like, I've been working on this sex trafficking thing for fucking ages, man. And we're just about to land the big fish, the plutonium killer. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you've heard of this guy? He's ex-CIA, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, and, what happened to him? Well, they experimented on him, of course, with something with what, radiation. Only weakness he's got is light. The only weakness <laughs> he has is light. <laughs> and then he's like... I want to work with you, off Detective Jimmy. Let's get these guys. Yeah, he was just like, why haven't you guys made any progress on this? And John, uh, Jimmy is just like, do you see my hands tied? He's like, oh, God fucking damn it. Do I have to do this all myself? Well, what about me? He's like, what about – he seriously does this to him. He says, what about you? I'm not doing this to help you. I'm doing this to help the fucking women. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? And Jimmy, of course, lets the Interpol guy walk off, and he goes, I smell another race. Cut to a random street. John's wandering the city. I think this is supposed to be by, I'm guessing it's by where Randy is, because their job was to get Randy. Cuffling's job was to get Randy, I thought. It was. And Pluto's to get Jack. Right. So they're, like, waiting outside Randy's. And Cufflinks, he's, got, he's, just, he's in his car, so he's got his hand up, and you can see that Cufflink. He loves to show it off. He does. And then John does the most fucking ridiculous take on this. There's no way he doesn't get punched in the face for doing this move. <laughs> he gets within six inches of the Cufflink, puts his face up against it. Yeah. He's up on the curb, so the car's <laughs> even a little bit lower, and he just puts his head like into the car. There is no way, no way that guy... With the short temper, isn't going to punch him in the face. Well, he does say, like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing That's here? it. He must have been eating. He must have had his hands <laughs> a little full or something. Probably had a subway because he's a, he's a creep. He's our Harkonnen. Uh, and so maybe that's where this is where now we're getting back to what I was saying earlier. This is where I think where he, his plan goes into motion. Maybe, he, yeah, I'm, this is how I'm going to interpret it. They're outside Randy. He put it together. He's like, oh, they want Randy. I'm going to use her as bait. Okay, okay. So okay. he makes a call, and he's like, I have to meet you. Apparently, he must have made a call to Cufflinks, too, because they come at the same time in this park. He's laying in wait. He's, like, up in a tree in his ninja outfit. Randy was supposed to, meet, I guess, meet me in the middle of a forest. Yeah. <laughs> Gangbangers grab her, start dragging her away. Yeah, of course. And then John leaps down from the tree and uh, attacks them. And there's another fight because there's like 50 fucking fights in this fucking movie. Of course there is. I mean, I'm pretty sure they get Randy away. They do right? get Randy away, but he does fight them. He does fight some and, people. He just And they up. take her back to the, the rape warehouse. Yeah. And now John meets up with Detective Jimmy. Right. So John had to bail, apparently. Maybe he put a tracker on Randy, and that's what he was going to do. I thought all he did was he saw where the warehouse was. Probably. Cause everything... I don't remember him fighting anybody when he got there, but he yeah. might have. There is just a lot of fights <laughs> thrown in here. And again, they're working with four hours, and they just toss uh, shit in there. So he right. might have. But I just remember him looking from like some bushes and seeing where they took her to. I'm, I'm pretty sure Ned got thrown. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So he... John... Reveals his plan to Detective Jimmy because they're meeting on the on the on the docks where you know nefarious things happen. Yep, he's trying to look natural, so of course he's got his Avedon baseball <laughs> trucker cap on. I fucking hate that. <laughs> and he's like, "I need your help." Now, uh, Jimmy says, "I want you up." He's like, "He's like, I, you got everything in order. I yeah. think I can slip in and take credit for all this right. shit." You guys, that Interpol guy and you, you're doing all the hard work for me. I'm just. Filling out a little bit while I'm having my secretary fill out the paperwork. I, I smell that promotion. Two weeks. I'm going to be promoted but in two weeks. Here's the thing, John. 
and he puts he crosses his hands in front of him, hands tied. I can't do anything within the law. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever you want. And then John's like, well, here's the problem. You want him alive because you want your promotion. I want him dead. And he just walks off. All right. And so we're back on the streets, cufflink in front of his favorite payphone. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was probably right outside the subway he likes. He's like Fonzie. He's got that payphone in the bathroom like no one uses it but me. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And his favorite sandwich shop right there. Right. He's probably got his favorite coffee shop right there. He's got it all. So he gets a call from Pluto. And right. we learn that these guys have never seen – I don't remember if I've said this already, but they've never seen Pluto's face. No. So they have no idea what Only he looks like. Only talk through the phone. Exactly. They should probably under- recognize his voice, but that gets into other <laughs> yeah. questionable things. Yeah. Um, and so they – you know, we learned earlier that there's heat between these guys. He's getting tired of being bossed around by Pluto. Right. So he's like, look, mother – because they have Randy and Pluto has Jack. And he's like, look, motherfucker – we're changing the rules here. Yeah. We want more money. Meet us under the bridge. We want to talk face to face. Under the bridge where all the buttholes get warmed up. That's right. But Pluto's like, you're not going to talk to me, but I'll send my driver there. All right. You ready to go on the I bridge? don't even think he says that. He's just like, you got a deal. And then later on, he springs that. Oh, no. He specifically says, I'm not going to be there. You can talk to my driver. Okay. Because that, that's that's what sells this. That's what's so they're it. under the bridge, and the gangbangers, uh, Switchblade, Rico, and Cufflinks. Yeah, they meet up, and they and then of course we know that Plutonium Killer isn't the the chauffeur, but right. they don't. So he's got because he's got the chauffeur cap on. He's so got it, the it cap. looks legit, and he's got his big old welder's glasses on. <laughs> they, <laughs> he starts fucking with him. Switchblade pulls out the tiniest gun I've ever seen <laughs> and says, "I'm going to pistol whip you with this." Yeah. He is hold- He's not holding it like a gun. He is holding it to demonstrate, I have this tiny <laughs> little gun, and I'm going to pistol whip you with It would be embarrassing. <laughs> because they're thinking, what is this driver doing giving us shit, you know? Yeah. And then uh, New York Ninja just leaps down from no, the... No. You got to remember this, because then... He turns the tables on them and pulls out a gun himself. He's like, I got you, fuckers. And it was equally tiny. And it was equally tiny. And it's (laughs) like, wait a minute. Why is that intimidating? You guys have guns, too. Right. Like, none of this He meant it when he said it. Yeah, apparently. None of this made any fucking sense. This was an awful little, like, Mexican standoff type situation or something. And just this thick fog of tension. Someone goes, hey, is that a ninja up there? (laughs) And then John leaps down on the hood of the car. He has a fucking volleyball net. Literally, it's like the long fuck. It's not like he's supposed to have a ninja net. It's a volleyball net. <laughs> and he just like, throws it on them. They get it off and put it on John. Yeah. Whew, God help us here because this the end, we're getting into the final moments here, and it's a fucking whirlwind of shit. John uh, managed to escape from that situation. Well, they do a reverse shot where, in reality, John leapt down from the the, the, the bridge, but they show it in reverse. He leaps up into the, oh, under the okay. bridge, takes the the net off himself, and then he starts running. Yeah, because he ends up in a field, right? Where just so happens, Rat Tail happens to be waiting. Just so happens, that's where Rat Tail happens to be waiting. Right, because he's heard about this ninja guy and he wants to test his skills against him. Right. And now we're cutting to Jimmy, Detective Jimmy, who's arriving to free the women, but of course is captured. 
Right. By a guy that has a fucking glued on mustache. Like a oh, that mustache. Shoe. Because, yeah, that's right. He snuck up on somebody and held yeah. a gun to their head. Right. And he's like, take me to the women. And then he gets a gun put to his head. Right. That, that's been the theme here now for the last minute and a half. Right. People thinking they have the edging. So we cut to the field with Rat Tail. Now they're, they're sword fighting. Rat Tail, the first they were doing one-on-one swords. Rat Tail magically makes two swords appear in his hand. He is so amazing. I The amazing Rat Tail. This was... This is just an awfully designed fight, though, because a right. rapier is not designed for the kind of shit he's doing. Like, it's not well, did designed. did he even know what he was doing? I don't know. What, he was, like, literally just, like, you and I could choreograph yeah, a better yeah, sword fight. Yeah, they were. Well, before, before we got to say, before he did his move, before the fight commenced, he did grab the rat tail and put it oh, in his teeth. Oh, and he bit down on it so hard. And so then good. They, so then he is, now he's got two swords, but so does fucking uh, the ninja. He pulls out two swords. Yeah. So we have this awful, like, like when, you, when we all did it when we were kids. You got the sticks and you're doing the yep. fucking fight. It's that level. It is really but rough. Red Tail's got a little something up his sleeve. Here it is. I if I were a kid, I would have popped so hard. I popped really hard for this <laughs> as an adult. So Red Tail starts staggering, and then <laughs> fucking Ninja goes, "Hmm, drunken sword fighting <laughs> technique." And he starts doing drunken sword fighting things. He's just staggering around like a drunk. It was so good. I loved it. Flopping around like a fish. He's like. Yep. They don't even spar in this moment. He no. just flops around for five. They were like, how do we extend this fight without any more bad sword fighting? Let's have you flop around. Right. So he flops around for like a minute and a half, and then he takes one lunge. <laughs> and it is the most obvious lunge ever. So, of course, John like, evades it and then slashes him, and that's, that's it. Bye, Rat Tail. Now we're back in the limo, I think. And we got there's candles everywhere. He might have been in a limo because we've never really seen him in anywhere else. <laughs> we've seen him pick up newspapers. We've seen him talk on, on the, the phone on yeah. the uh, on the parade. Talk on the phone on the street. I don't know where he is. Probably his car. That's a good guess. <laughs> right. And he's got an eight by ten of jacks somewhere. He has dotted out the eyes. I'm sure these were literally the like the headshots. Yeah, like the actor for the used. actor. Yeah. And I'm sure all of those things were headshots from like people auditioned for the movie. So he's poked out the eyes and drew like little bits of blood tears under it. And then with that candle, he likes to keep around. He sets the picture on fire and we're like, okay. What is going on here? <laughs> and he's whispering something. I forget what he was saying, but he's like, now I got a new pair of eyes. <laughs> Egg. All right. Now we're back to the rape factory. And this no, is, come on, man! Oh, man, you got you forgot the cut. I don't. They, I didn't think. I thought you fucked that up. They they show that in this cut. Yeah, because I was very confused. I was okay. like, wait, what the fuck this, is this, happening? Yeah, this confused me too. The first time I watched it, we see. Yeah, we see. We, we then we get a shot of fucking plutonium, but it's Jack. Yeah, wearing the fucking welder glasses. And I think the hat, wherever. Yes, he had, he had like maybe the cabbie hat. He had some kind yeah, of hat. Yeah, he had the chauffeur hat. On. A chauffeur hat, yeah. And we're and like, what? Because he picks up the paper like Pluto loves to do, <laughs> and he looks at the headline, and of course it's like New York Ninja's fucking baller. And it's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, the timeline gets really weird here. I don't know what's, I don't know, because I guess everything's happening at the same moment. It's supposed to be that. It's supposed to just be like this flurry of events, and how people are getting from the streets to this factory. It, it, this is very tough. So, sorry, everything's jumbled here. But we're going back. Back to the rape factory. To the rape factory. And we see a close-up, a zoom-in on like a blow dart, and it goes right down the length of it. 
everything he does is so, you know, without any flair. It's white. It's easy to move around. He's got his Fabergé eggs, of course, that he keeps in some kind of super secret pouch. But then they go down the barrel of this, like, 26-inch long blow dart, blow gun, feathers, purple, you know. And we're in the dead of fall, so it stands out like a sore thumb. But, right. hey, who the, who the fuck cares? And he shoots a couple guys, a couple guards with it, and uh, frees the women. He walk, see, so he gets into the rape factory. We, we, like we said there's women chained at every surface. Yeah. And he's just leisurely like, whoosh, whoosh, cutting the bronze. Like, it's literally, like, the women don't even, aren't even tied up. They just have their hands up against the fucking wall. Especially Janet. Because Janet's supposed to be chained up like spread eagle up against a wall. Yeah. He just goes, whoosh, whoosh, and then she just drops her hands because she wasn't even fucking chained up. He runs over and he tells her, Janet, he, he tells Janet, all right, now you go save uh, Jimmy. Right. Because he's tied up somewhere. Right. And she's like, okay. She's wearing, like, a dress with her New York ninja shirt over it yeah. with, like, the cut, like the 80s cut where you do the shoulder thing missing yeah. or whatever, the sleeve. Oh, right. my God. I was like, what is happening Sleeveless here? gloves, yeah. And she has the most awkward, like, I've never fought in my life fight with a goon. She's like, ha, who, he, and, like, you know, takes him out. I did like Eye Patch though. That fight was good. I, yeah. I Poor man that. Snake Plissken. Yeah. That's what he was definitely going for. Sweet stand kicks all over the place. Yeah, because she meets up, because we had earlier, we got, we got an establishing scene of Eye Patch, guy with an eye patch, obviously, wearing all leather. And he was just slapping women around and shit. And now he's like, I'm going to slap you around. And she, yeah. she gives him the poke in the eye. My eye! And he's only got one good eye. Even though we see the patch come off, we can see his the other eye. <laughs> but yeah, it's a very awkward fight, but she takes care of business with eye patch. So Jimmy somehow manages to get a van. I, he's probably trying to get away. And he was like, oh, shit, those are the women I'm supposed we to have, save. Yeah, and one of the women... Also had a horrible blonde. You could see her black hair poking out underneath oh it. Oh my god! It was the worst. I don't know why she's wearing a wig. Maybe she's so embarrassed to be in this movie. Maybe. But yeah, and they, they, they immediately, you know, they run to a hobo fire. Yeah, they, they got free. They immediately run to a hobo fire to warm themselves. Jimmy's <laughs> like, "I got a van right here," and they hop in the van. Uh, okay, so now we got Randy, who uh, she's been freed, so she's like running in the forest because that's the where field, this factory, yeah. the field, yeah. forest, and she's like, "Oh, there's Jack." Jack is just wandering through the field because why not? Yeah. Jack wearing the welder glasses and a little newsboy cap. If. They wanted to make this natural. He should have had his camera with him because we know Jack always has his camera. And she's like, Jack, the ninja, it's over over there. And then, then the uh, then Jack grabs her. Yeah, because he notices the ninja as well, obviously. Right, and he's just like, I don't give a fuck about that ninja. And we they start struggling. Yeah. So Randy grabs the glasses, rips them off. And then we, oh how did God. he know this? Oh because my he God. Did, did he talk to Jimmy? How no do you know the clue. main weakness of Plutonium Killer is light? I he, have no fault. He pulls a mirror out and starts shining it in his eyes, which and causes him to rip his face off. <laughs> he starts freaking out again and then rips his face off. 
amazing. And it actually was the plutonium killer. Right. It <laughs> wasn't Jack. It was he So see the actor rip off this pl- this rubber mask of Jack with a fucking horrible blonde wig on himself. It you didn't know, match Jack's hair at all. It wasn't even he didn't have the welder's glasses on. He just had aviators on in this moment. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, the little he pops up with his little <laughs> mirror. Oh my god, that was so silly. It's like they're in the middle of the Oh, uh, never mind. It was so uh, fun. It was an over <laughs> Oh my god, never mind. So now it's revealed that's plutonium killer. So he pulls out a gun, grabs Randy, and leaps into his car. And Ninja takes off after him, gets a grappling. Dude, this grapnel. fucking scene where he gets the grap the grappling hook on it, it makes no sense because he gets into an alley. Uh, uh, Pluto, and yeah, I guess he's driving himself now. Yeah. And he stops. And he gives time for the New York Ninja to do some flips and shit around the alleyway. <laughs> yeah. He goes over the hood. He goes over the hood. And then he sits there and he thinks about it. And then finally, like literally, this is like four minutes of just sitting in the alley. And Pluto's trying to, or uh, nin- Ninja's trying to figure out what the fuck am I going to do. Pulls out his grappling hook, which literally just looks like he took, you know, the gardening, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, gardening rake. rake. Yeah. And tied a rope to it, <laughs> and throws it at the bumper as it's you know killing out. Right, and and like the actor literally was just on a piece of cardboard. Yeah, being dragged by it, and then he pulls himself up, opens the Amazing. trunk. Amazing, this scene, fantastic. <laughs> opens Maybe, the trunk, does a backflip into the trunk. Maybe I'll get you a little clip of that. That and Plutonium doesn't notice it. It doesn't look in his rear view. Apparently, doesn't check because he opens the trunk, pops into it. It's too bright. Looking in that mirror. So plutonium, where does he go, Griff? When you're, I, okay. when you're doing nefarious good things, you've got to find the nearest place of water. <laughs> and he goes to some docks that happen to have a helicopter hangar right next to him. Yeah, I, I thought this was his own private thing. I didn't realize there was an establishing scene where his goons are already there. How his goons are, or maybe it was just random gangers. New York is just fucking filled with goons. Like, how dude. does anybody have anything? Like, this is what the Republicans. Thank God Giuliani cleaned that city <laughs> up. This because... is literally the hellscape that the conservatives uh, <laughs> try to push on people, is that this is what's happening. Well, maybe we can check about, uh, what's it called? I can't even remember. My brain. Okay. I'm having a hard time. I want too much it? money today, Murray. Oh, I just can't $30? keep focused. Yeah, you're, you're going you're gonna to have trouble. <laughs> Thank all right, you. so all the gangers have t- taken out like all the actual pilots and everything, and Pluto just runs right through. Yeah, he's, he's like, got, take care of that guy. Yeah, he's got his. They like him for some reason. Maybe they he works with them too. I don't. I don't get how he's got command over all the gangers of the city. But he rushes out the back door to where his private helicopter is waiting for him. <laughs> right. And uh, I like this scene because a, a goon dressed like the Invisible Man. He's got. Bandages around his face with sunglasses on. He's sitting on the rotor of yes. a fucking helicopter. With an AK. And he's like, up here. And then fucking uh, John whips out a fucking fan. And he's like, what are you going to do? Kill me with a fan? And then we see these little spokes, these like blades in the fan. And he hurls them at the guy. Yeah. Hits him in the neck. Guy falls off the rotor. Dies. <laughs> so now he's, he took, he's taking care of all the goons. He threw some egg bombs. You know, it's the usual thing. Now he's ready to get plutonium killer. Pluto's trying to get up in the helicopter, and they're screaming, the, the gas tank's not full. Why do we need to know this? Because it does, it's not going to matter. Because it needed, we needed a moment for Plutonium Man to get out of the thing. Apparently, he was going to like fucking put the gas in, apparently. Oh, yeah, okay. So okay. he gets out, and then uh, and he's, he's wearing uh, like a raincoat. He pulls his raincoat off because he's ready to fight fucking John. Yeah. 
So he's got the fucking retractable fucking Thundercat fucking blade. Thundercat blade. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> he does go Thunder, Thunder, Thundercat's hoe, and then the blade like, extends. Oh, my God. There's one, one part of this fight I really enjoy. Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah. And the second part, I was like, that was the fucking worst. So, okay, we're going to go into a nice fight here. Apparently, Pluto, yeah, he, he, they get they lock up, and Pluto goes into his pocket for that pen knife, or that pen blow dart thing, right. and he starts shooting, but they're, like, face-to-face, face and they're trying to do this under, like, like, no room. Ninja manages to grab his fan. He's got a second one, and he fans it out, and he's blocking, and he turns it a little bit each time. Just right. it, it was fun. And then uh, 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 Plutonium Man gets the drop on him and starts. He, he goes. He's like he wants that quickening, mm-hmm. so he goes for the headshot, hits fucking uh, John in the back of the neck, and he's like clunk. Yeah, and he does it again, clunk. And clunk. John just waits there. He could have gone <laughs> for his head, but no. He, John just waits there. He's like, keep going, motherfucker, because he's hitting the the his other sword. Yeah, the hilt of his sword, and then he pulls it out, and then. Uh, he like catches the tip of Plutonium Killer's sword with his sword and push retracts the blade. You make it sound like it was interesting. No. He <laughs> holds the sword up like he's got it pointed straight up, puts it behind like his palm behind it to put force, and Pluto just runs at him straight <laughs> with his sword out, and he just stops it because they lined it up right. so perfectly, and then he just pushes one. Two, three, and you know this is the moment yes, I love. Yes, exactly. This is perfect. This was so weird because now he's got him blocked with just the hill, Pluto, and he's like, what are you going to do? I'm immortal. You know this. And apparently he knows about the light thing, so yeah. he starts flicking at his sunglasses. And doesn't flick the sunglasses off. That's what makes it so funny. It was so good. He's like, uh, uh. Let like, me try again. I loved it. He's not willing to test if he's actually immortal after all and stab him in the heart. He's like, I got to get the glasses <laughs> off. Oh, he's so good. Oh. So he, I think he just pushes John away, gets back into the helicopter. Yeah. Takes off. John gets his grappling hook, hooks it onto the bottom of the, the thing. I bet this was really John like hanging from because they take off. He's yeah. hanging from a fucking helicopter. Yeah, I bet he did it. Climbs up there. They're struggling. He opens the door. He gets punched like five different there times. Is, I, like there is a like because we established that the the pilot's being forced to uh, to fly it, but there's a nice little ad they do where he's like, "I'll pay you anything you want," and then the guy starts helping fucking Pluto. He starts punching John. Yes, yes. And then John gets knocked off, falls down, and then like, hey, do you hear something? Boom! Helicopter blows up. One last egg bomb. <laughs> it was it was dynamite in a nest inside an egg. And you're probably wondering, wait, they took off. How is the ninja going to survive this? They just show him grapple onto something on his way down, <laughs> right. and he's fine. It's like Spider-Man. Yeah, it, it is, is. It is 100% yeah. Spider-Man logic. And then the cops show up. Okay, we've established he's stopped. Crime is down 5,000%. Hey, now let's, we got rid of the main bad guy. Let's arrest fucking New York Ninja. Uh, Charles Bronson. They're all jealous. Jimmy is jealous of fucking New York Ninja. He's like, all right, come on down. Well, they hear he eats Quiznos five nights a week, and he's still got that sweet body. That's what Quiznos does to you. Makes does the body good. That's right. So he comes down. They, they arrest him. He had just he had just fucking rescued Jimmy, and Jimmy arrests him. Yeah. Piece of shit. Well, the, 
they put him in cuffs. At least. Wait, yeah. did, they didn't even put him in cuffs. No, they put him in cuffs. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, time to take him in. And so then they're, they're like in the fucking parking lot of the police station. Yeah. And or it was like the park. And the kid, the all the other cops are like, "Let's figure out who this guy is." And Jimmy does do him a solid. He goes, "No, there's plenty of time for that later. Let's just go ahead, let him stay in his old gear. Let's not frisk him anything. Let's uh, let's just wait a minute. It's a nice day. It's a good day to be outside. And then you hear like a chatter, a chitter in the background. It's the kids. Yeah, Shane and his gang. They're gonna take over now that all the other gangs have been taken out. You know that Shane's plan. Is this going to open up room for uh, the Bronx Warriors? Shane is young trash. Holy shit. So they they do a solid to John, though, because they distract the cops. John's literally like, he does a, a take. He's like looking back and forth, and he just sinks down out of the camera. Yeah, and good. they're like, what the fuck happened? The New York Ninja got away. And then Janet and Jimmy look at each other and they go, eh, what are you going to do? You know, yep. he got away. So now, John, he's at the, he's where he, where he's, when he's not killing people, he's on his roof. Yep. That's where he belongs. Randy runs in. John, you're not going to believe it. The New York Ninja stopped everybody. Your wife's killer has been, like, well, killed, I guess. Yeah. Your wife's been avenged. And he's like, now we can fuck. And he hugs her. And he's like, oh, really? And he winks at the camera. And yeah. Then, and then we get a little thing, L.A. Ninja coming soon, which, of course, will never happen. But L.A. Ninja. Maybe it will. Maybe the success of this movie will make John Luke come out of the, out of the you know, I f- jungle and be like, yeah, I'm 70 now, but I'm going to fucking do New York Ninja or L.A. Ninja. Oh, man. They could use the other two hours of footage and somehow make it look like L.A. <laughs> Just for, yeah, uh, never mind. All right. Fucking there you, good. There you it's, have it's it, good man. shit. It's good job. Good shit, everybody. So the uh, verdict is, yes, you can make an 80s-style action movie today, but you got to work really hard at it. Yeah. I mean... you got to leave your irony at the door. You gotta oh, yeah. you got to go, no, we're not going to do that. We're, gonna not, we're not going to laugh at this movie. We're going to laugh with this movie. <sighs> it was such a treat. I, it, it sucks that there's... I mean, maybe there's a lot more movies out there, but you know now there's going to be copycats on this movie. I don't know. It was su- it's such. A I don't nice want. To have I don't want uh, the the way to do it wrong. Hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, that's how you do it wrong, people. Didn't like that one. Broke my heart. Rucker Howard wasted in that because they that was Rucker. Yeah, I didn't like it because it was too much winking at the camera. Oh, that sucks. Only camera, only winking camera I want to see is the very end of New York Ninja. Where he winks and says, "Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that's the time for the wink, though." Exactly at the end. At the end. So yeah, I, I you did a for, for vinegar syndrome. You did a good job, guys. I agree. 100%. Next time, send us some free shit. Send us that free shit. Well, even review seventies porn as long <laughs> as it's free. <laughs> oh I my mean, god, Griff! Fucking, it gets better. You think we could just stop right now and just take the rest of the year off? You know our amazing. Holiday tribute we're doing this year, but uh, we got a lot of shit happening next week. Have we ever done? Have we ever done a Nicolas Cage movie? I don't think so. Well, we're doing one next week, Griff, because we're doing Nicolas Cage and John Travolta in a John Woo production. Face off. Going to the nineties. I'm kind of regretting this, Griff, because I saw the, yeah. the runtime. I was like, this is one minute longer than Dune. Yeah. 
90s, come on. This is. It, they got high on their own supply. Yeah, it's, you know? Because John Woo had to have fucking half an hour of doves flying. Yeah. Fucking everywhere. So but I, we're going to do it anyway because it is a fun. I haven't. I've only seen this movie once. It's not in the theaters. I haven't seen it since. I remember nothing. I mean, obviously, I remember the premise. Yeah. But I remember nothing about this movie. So it'll be an enjoyable, like, new experience for me. <sighs> I think we'll have some fun with it, but we're going to find some parts to save some time because, yeah, two hours of fucking action movie. Yeah. You, you can't do that, guys. Just can't, can't do, do it. it. But not only that, next week we're having a very special tippy tap with a very special guest. Ooh. It's everybody's favorite guest, Jack Baudelaire. Makes his comeback, and he's going to be talking about a TV show that was very important to his childhood. I won't reveal that yet. Yeah, but tune in. That'll be on Sunday. That'll be so a couple days. Tune in for that, and then next week, check us out. John Woo's face off. See you next week. Keep it warm. <laughs>